Jug Monkey. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 17th of November, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. It's not a Shrug Monkey. And Robert Kemp. I heard it's Chug Monkey. Was it Chug? 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 Well, maybe it's a Shug Monkey. Shug Monkey? Shug Monkey. <laughs> that type of carpet. Shug garbage. <laughs> like I think you'd want that. A thick shug. <laughs> I was just listening to a documentary on uh, Biggie versus Tupac or whatever, and they were talking about <laughs> Shug awesome, Knight, that. who I didn't, Shug I wasn't Knight. aware of Shug Knight or Shug Knight. Is it Shug Knight? Yeah, or, I'm some, pretty sure it's like that. But oh, it's okay. sugars in sugar, right? Which yeah. makes sense. Uh, but right. but that's because apparently it's like they called him that because of his sweet disposition when he was young. But that changed. And then he <laughs> murdered everyone. <laughs> yeah, he basically <laughs> caused the whole problem, as far as I could tell from these documentaries. Because there was one, you know, the story was just told on that hip-hop evolution if, if you ever seen that on netflix it's a really good series i've heard um, of it but no i've not watched um, it I'm it's great netflix, it, so. it takes like three seasons to get to um you know east coast west coast beef because it goes through the entire mm. history of hip-hop really well yeah uh, cool. so recommend it a lot but and then i just happened to be listening to a podcast about it um today which was a podcast which was originally about watergate and nixon in series huh. one. And then the second series was about Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And for some reason, the third series is about Tupac and Biggie. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Epic battles of politics. Tupac versus yeah, Biggie. Political discussion there. <laughs> so I went out on Saturday and got, I caved into temptation and got an Apple Watch, smartwatch. Ooh. And I was just setting up the. They call them complications, right? I don't know what they are oh, on yeah, your yeah. one. Well, the sort of gadgety sort of the little gadget type. widgets. Yeah. yeah. So I added my. They're just widgets. So I added my uh, podcast widget because I use podcasts a lot and I want to be able to control them with a the watch on the go, which does work. Although it's a little bit confusing, but it's what I wanted, basically, to be able to change podcasts without getting out my goddamn phone out of my wind with my winter coat and also to oh, okay. that's, skip that's forward neat. 10 seconds through the adverts without having to do all that fat but anyway yeah, i don't have that because that's one of those things it's another one of the podcasts are still one of those things on some phones that are like a second class citizen it's like i've got music yeah. controls so i can technically pause it i guess but i still i can't like full-on control a podcast that's one no, thing that Apple there's no samsung have sorted. app for podcasts i don't understand why there isn't a built-in like and does android I don't know. There is well. an Android podcast app. Like last time I checked in, like it wasn't actually out of beta or something like that. Like they, they, and it wasn't available in the UK yet. Um, so I'm using a third party tool. Yeah. Called, called Podcast Addict. But I think most people use a third party. I, I, I'm going to ask my brother what he uses. It's probably the same one you do. Um, but they're, they're, it's definitely a, a case of trying to find the right app on Android for mm. podcasts. There are good yeah. ones. It's not like there aren't good ones. Oh, yeah. But Addict on... has been pretty good. It's like it's taken a while to, like, you know, the uh, the, the version I was using originally was a bit pants, but they, it's got better over time. So, yeah, I have this widget on my watch face or whatever, my beautiful new watch face or whatever, but it shows the name of the current podcast. So currently, whenever I look at the time, it says, What's Beef? <laughs> because the name of the third episode of this series about Tupac and Biggie is What's Beef? (laughs) Why 
that's beef. Which makes sense in context. Beef and just says what's beef, and then next around the the what the clock face. So anyway. Just when you say these complications, are they like bits on the watch face? Then they're yes, not like uh, they're not like other pa- panels. No, they you. So the complications are like widgets on the face itself. So obviously they're tiny Weird. and yeah, different. Say, doesn't that get real cluttered? Well, it can. It depends which face you choose. So if you choose a really like you can choose a face where the the time is just digital and just in the corner, so you can fit tons of these widgets on, or you can choose a face that's more of an actual watch face and there's less space for these widgets. Hmm. Um, and they each of the faces show them. So there's different style. It's pretty cool actually. So there's different styles of the widgets. So, for instance, I've got a face which is, you know, a classic analog watch face. Hmm. And there's space. You don't have to have widgets in all the spaces available, but this one has spaces in all four corners and in all four, like in an across shape inside the dial. Does that make sense? So you could uh, put eight sort of. on there. You could put one oh, in I each see. corner and like left, right, top and bottom inside the dial as well. Uh, but they're different styles. Like the ones in the corners, they actually um, can show information like curved around the around the watch, the clock face. Oh, neat. Yeah. And, cool. and the ones in the middle are little circles. Which is so, equally sort of weird given that it's a square watch. Yeah, well, it's because it's, it's the analog design of a clock face, and then they're like, "Well, we've got all this blank space to fill." Yeah, <laughs> so oh, that's where we space. Yeah. Oh, I see. Exactly. So I get yeah. It, now. it curves around the extra corner space. Yeah. So. Cool. It, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And so, if you're interested in my stupid Apple Watch, I have. I mean, um, no, because I'm Android. Sod your watch. <laughs> I've got like weather in the top left corner, podcast in the top right tasks my task thingy in the bottom right my kind of uh daily goals thing in the bottom left uh that i've got the date <laughs> in the middle right and now i've got a timer showing me the, the time on this podcast in the middle left but i and i've got two blank spaces where i could put more shit if i could be bothered i've just done a search on the uh, samsung store the like watch apps for the Galaxy Watch for podcasts. And the first things it comes up with is just a straight up whole player called Das Podcast, <laughs> right? So like, that's not actually that watch. helpful. Yeah, it's just yeah. That, like, the player lives on the watch. Rather than well, that's the thing that, that that that's the thing I've been I have found slightly confusing about the podcast app on the watch is it's sort of set up so that it can play directly from the watch, but then I don't really care to do that. So it's like, no, you haven't got any headphones connected. It's like, I know it's because they're connected to my my phone. And then you have to just just select on on my phone, which does work. It's just, I'm just learning how to use the interface to do that effectively. Mm. Uh, At first I was like, oh shit, this doesn't do what I actually wanted. But then I found out it does. It's just slightly annoying. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not, not as obvious as it, yeah yeah it wasn't fully obvious but i guess it's it's quite hard to make a nice ui on a tiny 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 space it is especially when you're having to actually use your hands it's like then then or your finger to touch the screen yeah well the apple watch has got a little dial thing but yeah yeah. and as i say that's that's the thing i like the most about this the galaxy watch is you know the, the the wiggly dial like yeah. the whole the whole outside of the face rotates. Oh, the whole thing rotates. Yeah, that's probably yeah. better. Well, that's definitely that's, better, I would say. Probably that's, than that's pretty cool. The little digital crown. Yeah, that's the word. Cr- the cr- yeah, the crown. crown. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of cool so far, but I'm getting used to it. I mean, you've had a smartwatch for a while. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well um, not a non-fitness smartwatch, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like them. They don't, they don't change my life per se. But every now and then, no. I, you know, I, get, I see something that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. It's like I want those yeah, notifications. Yeah, exactly that. If I think that's the biggest me, thing because the little it. tap on the wrist is. I'm really bad at noticing a vibrating a vibration alert in my pocket. I miss them all the time. <laughs> but um, just wait like a couple of years and you'll look off the ways to the watch and then you won't notice that any longer. Right? <laughs> you think? I don't know. No, pretty... it hasn't happened to me yet. It's yeah. slightly less like like obscured. It's only because of like the way your pockets and the fabric of your clothes hang yeah. in your against your leg. That's why it like dulls the vibration it does, of yeah. the phones. Whereas at least the watch is in direct contact with your skin. <laughs> yeah. So you'll probably you'll adapt to that less. I'm just I hope gonna so. make sure my two cups of coffee that I've had today are correctly logged. <laughs> on my watch. Oh is that what you use it for that? I haven't got into I've, any I've got of a coffee tracking widget. stuff yet. <laughs> Although it is a little bit creepy if you don't, you know, I, I went for a walk today and it like gives me a tap on the wrist and I'm like, well, who's texting me now? And it's like, it looks like you're going for a walk. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, this does yeah. that as well. Every now and then yeah. it will say like, uh, it was after you've walked for like a, a while, it's not like it's immediate. No. It will, it will, it will buzz and I'll look at it and it goes, healthy pace. And yeah, like, great, good cheers. pace. <laughs> good pace, good pace. It's like, yeah, I was doing That was what a I've... great walk. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've always done. Stop congratulating me on being normal. <laughs> Yeah, weird. A bit of that. yeah so i might have to i, I i'm I, i'm giving it a fair chance like i was like okay you can track this one and i'll see if it's interesting but if not i'll turn it all off the bit to me that will be interesting is like does it actually work as a fitness watch yeah because like, that's because that's the well yeah because this works as a fitness watch but it's not as good as a pure fitness device like it's noticeably not as good like sometimes the gps is all off and mm. it's like you know it's, it's not it's not garmin quality it's um uh you know as good as it is at being a smart watch as a fitness watch it has problems hmm. so it's like it'll be interesting like if you if you get back to running hint hint that uh, yeah yeah well the, 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 where, where, how, how it pans out it'll be interesting yeah, yeah exactly I, i'm interested i didn't get the um cellular one which is completely independent of the phone because i was oh, like bonkers I, money isn't it as well, well no it's, it's only it's another hundred quid yeah, a, which is like <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money well i think so but like mm, i don't know anyway i didn't bother uh anyway yeah. i've gone running with my phone before and it's been completely fine my phone is waterproof and like i put it in a little like um belt thing completely oh, sure, fine for fit- yeah for, yeah for fitness tracking you tend you tend tend not to want to pick up the phone anyway right <laughs> i just i just want gps i just want to go running it's fine yeah, why would you need it? I guess well, it has GPS without the cellular. Or if you broke a leg or yeah, something. Fell yeah, cliff. that's right. I guess I don't know if you can use the Apple, because I can use the Apple Pay, um, which is quite good when you're running, because then you don't need to take your wallet. Oh, right. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't think you actually need cellular, cellular? for that. No, oh, really? Because I've got Samsung Pay on my watch, and it, um, yeah, it just stores what you need for RFID on that. Like, all it... Oh. All it's really doing is it's sending an RFID signal, right? Yeah, to just the, like the to, card. To the, so there's no actual communication oh, from great. your card to the net, is there? So in so that your case, watch only like, has to mimic that. I'd have no problem going running without. No, my you could stop for phone. a coffee halfway. 
Yeah, and I could buy things on the way back, and and I could get music because it could play music. Although it can't play Spotify yet, it has an app for Spotify which controls Spotify on your phone, right? right? But it doesn't can't you can't play Spotify yeah, directly from the watch. A, yeah, I don't think there's one for this either. Um, but um, I could probably, I mean. But it's got t- it's only got a tiny amount of space. That's not what I use my watch for. I'm not playing music from it. It's only got a tiny amount of storage space on this thing. So it's I just quite like um. It's not, it's not what I'm after. Oh yeah, and I wouldn't be able to stream it right from because if you have the cellular, then you could stream. And you had Apple Music, you could just you could go out. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, without the phone, and you without could stream music. Yeah. Your phone, as you're talking into your watch like a spy. Yeah, <laughs> well, you completely can. It's quite freaky how well it works. Like the Siri works, you can just put the phone up to your mouth and speak, and it, and that's all. Uh, it turns on. You don't have to say "Hey Siri" or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that explains why Rob's thing keeps activating all the time. Mine hasn't done it for a really long time, and I mean, that's that's good. <laughs> like I, whatever they tweaked, it's like Bixby just hasn't woken up for a while, so that's like that's good because mm. Bixby's rubbish. And I yeah. can't get Google Assistant on this thing because it's not technically an Android watch. I've used, I mean, even without the one the watch, thing that sucks. I've already said this, but I've used Siri way more once I found out you could stop it from talking to you. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. That, so once I turned off it so it doesn't talk back at all, um, it just gives you, I, I've used it way more on my phone and now I'm going to use it on my watch in the same way. You just give it, a, you just speak to it, give it a command and then see the acknowledgement on the screen. You don't, it doesn't have to say, okay, doing that for you or any of that bullshit. It just, it just, mm. I don't want to hear you speak. I just want to talk to you. Don't want to hear you speak unless you can, until we can change the voices. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, what would you Do have? Do what Gnome does and make Scorcher it Irish. <laughs> you make it the Star Trek computer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> it, is is there a voice print <laughs> of, um, uh, what's her name? It's Gene Roddenberry's wife, isn't it, who did the voice of the computer? Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. Didn't she play Luxana Troy? I can't remember. Mm, don't remember. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, Noam sets her iPhone to Irish mode just because he likes how it sounds. That's a good that idea. Sense. For like for like sat nav or something. <laughs> Especially. Turn right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really that extreme? <laughs> it's 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 got, has got an accent. It's got a twang. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, actually. Genuinely. Um Awesome. End of the road. <laughs> Speaking of, of different voices, I don't, this is just, I'm, I'm making a vague attempt to turn this podcast towards what this podcast is about. Why? What it's, is that? Early. <laughs> I'm a, I, I don't understand. But like, I was watching a YouTube video of Smash Bros. Highlights, as I have been <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> and I, it, was a, it was a highlight of, I, can't, I think it was like projectile clay. Right. So, you know, all the projectile characters. But one of the characters that comes up a lot in, like, the high tier, surprisingly, is Wii Fit Trainer. No, right. Okay. And the football. The football. It's quite ridiculous if you know how to use that well. But, like, what that video showed me, which I'd sort of already realized by when you see a lot of clips in a row of Wii Fit Trainer, the American version of Wii Fit Trainer's voice sucks. It's so bad. I suppose I've never really thought about it. No, and there's no way you can, like, you can go into the language settings, but you can't send it to American. That that option doesn't exist. It's oh, literally right. a region locked thing, I wow. guess. Okay. 
because they're normally pretty hot on that, right? In, in Smash Bros, they'll put like the variants in there. Yeah, but like, it, well, like, except for Terry, they just put Japanese Terry in. Didn't well, they? sure, but that's because that's how yeah. he always has been. Oh, okay, I guess. Bow wow wave. But like, yeah, if you if you want, it's mainly one of her like getting hit noises in the US version. She just literally says "ouch." <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, a bit more dramatically than that. But it's like, it's a terrible sound effect. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, the, the English one technically is much better than the English version of that same sound effect. But it, it's not literally say ouch, at least. <laughs> ouch. Uh, that, that makes me want to hear it, it or have it, because that sounds funny. Yeah. That's like that's like setting a, a me to the board voice, mm. right? It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or just anything that sounds a bit like Mr. Saturn, I'm on board with. <laughs> just all the Mr. Saturns. You have to only play Peach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, video games. <laughs> video games. Segway. <laughs> and then news, I guess. <laughs> do you want a film section before we do games? Is there a film section? Oh, Why? wait. No, I guess I suppose there is, but not for films that we've technically seen yet. There's well, a TV section. Yes and, yes and no. <laughs> Yeah, yes and no. There's a film I saw that I want to shout praises for. Le Mans 66. Oh. It's really, really good. Oh, shit. I need to watch that. Okay. It's, proper, it's properly decent. Excellent. So, um, yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, I mean, it's got... It's about, like, Le Mans 66, where... Um, uh, the Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, that's what it's called in America. Like, we've got the better name. Right. Uh, so yeah, if you search for it, you'll probably come across Ford versus Ferrari. But it's like, no, 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 we called it Le Mans '66 because it's a better name. And it's um, Matt Damon and uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Christian But he's a he's like he's like a he's very British in this film because Ken Miles was quite British. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just an incredibly well put together thing. It's like it's it's weird because like it paces itself at the start almost as if to say, "Oh, hey, this is this is a film about the race, but it's not really about the racing." Sure. Which started to rub me the wrong way a little bit after okay. a while, and it's like, "Oh, you're skipping over some elements of it." This is giving over some parts of this twenty-four hours of racing. Uh, well, no, no, not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's before you even get to the sure. actual, actual race that Ken Miles was in. Um. Like uh, was it because they do they 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 basically do Le Mans sixty five in it as well, but it's heard over the radio. Oh, hmm. so it's like you don't actually see any of what's going on there. And I was a bit like, oh, is this going to be how this is what this film does? It's like it's more about the people than it is the actual. We can't afford to make footage of cars. But then, but then it like yeah, the, but then in the second half of the film was just all like, oh right, okay, no, now now we're doing it. Okay, you just you you were just. You're just uh, readying me, I suppose, or like leaving it, leaving the best to last, and stuff. And then it's, then it, yeah, then you get a lot of it, and it's great. Um, and it's, I don't know. There's a couple of uh, things that strike me as contrivances about how racing works, right? But like just the way it's like shown on screen at times, like you know, cars next to each other, like keeping nose to nose down mm. a straight and stuff like that, and in Le Mans, maintaining that. In Le Mans, yeah, which doesn't really happen I mean, all that F1, much. Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, the there's, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. Um, um, and also, the, every now and then, I did think to myself, "Oh, hey, they're doing that thing with the audio where like engine noises always have to be increasing in pitch, no matter what you're doing." <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. 
but but then there are some times where they get it right and it's like uh, so it sort of flip-flops sometimes between like not great audio and and very accurate audio and it's like okay cool no i i I can let that go it's fine i can (laughs) it's it's weird that i get hung up on stuff like that it is but it's just like because it doesn't really affect the film at all but it's just like i just noticed these things but it's like uh but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, a really, it's it's just really well played. It's a good story. It's uh, it focuses on the right elements of it. The interesting sort of it's not just Ford versus Ferrari. It's mostly Ford versus well Shelby versus Ford for half of it, which is great. Right, yeah. Um. Uh. It's yeah. It's it's it's, it's very well made. It's a very um. I'd say it's a very rosy version of that history, but yeah, well, obviously because it's a film. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 I was. Uh, it was exciting, you know. When it towards it gets to the end, you're sort of you're, you're there. You're in the you you want you're you're as interested as everyone else. It's uh, on screen. It's it's properly properly decent. Might be my film of the year. Ooh, you haven't wow. seen Star Wars yet. Though. I haven't Lol. seen Star Wars, yet, but <laughs> oh god. But I will reiterate, it's probably my film <laughs> of the year. <laughs> Have you seen The Mandalorian episode one? I have not because that's where is that? That's Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it's Disney Plus. Yeah, which of course I bought and paid for in full, as if <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, it's not even available to buy in Britain yet. So, so no, I didn't do it. Uh, but I did watch it. Um, <laughs> you have seen it by me. <laughs> I've seen it somehow, <laughs> mysteriously. Mm. Um, there's an episode two uh, I'm going to watch tonight. I am intrigued so far. I mean, it looks amazing. Look, it looks better yeah. than the films, to be honest. In some ways, mm. like, um, um, but like, it's all set up so far. But like, in a stylish way, it's clearly trying to do spaghetti western in particular in space. Um, but that's you know, cool. But, like, man with no name, basically. Uh, like man with no that. face, in fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that um, must be weird, right? Like, so far. Entire- he hasn't taken off his mask, so I'm mm. wondering how far they're going to go with it. Um, mask chief. <laughs> basically, I mean, if they pull it off, then screen. it'll be the template for how you can do. Like, other, can you think of any anything starring a character where you don't see their face? Uh, v for Vendetta. Yeah. Um, you never, you, I never, guess you never see Hugo Weaving technically for most of the film. Oh no, he's the well. Okay, okay I guess you could argue Natalie Portman's character is the main, but like, well, and the, there's, he's not always the focus. There's a lot mm. of other political crap that goes on in that film. Sure, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, you never see Hugo Weaving under the mask. No. That's a good shout. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how it develops. I was, I was about to say Watchmen, and but you see Rorschach take his mask off eventually. Yeah, you do. In, when he's in prison, he's got his mask removed. Yeah, 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 for that whole segment. Apparently, that show, that show's good as well. Yeah, I heard that the, was good. The, the HBO Watchmen. I've got it recorded hmm. from Sky Atlantic, so I'll try and convince Noam to watch it at some point. I'm watching Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime at the moment. Oh, I watched the first episode of Jack Ryan the other day and um, was put off a bit it seemed a bit generic to me so i was like i haven't uh, i would give you that yeah it's it's fairly generic but if, uh, if, if you if you kind of want a bit of that it's all right yeah it's all right <laughs> it's, it's, i mean it was well done and it's good obviously yeah. there's good talent in there like i love wendell pierce from the wire of course and uh, the main guy mm. like he's a good he's good and like 
you know, and it's good, good pedigree, you know, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is a good cat, you know, good. It's a generally good, good character. Yeah, yeah. You know, good character to make stories out of. It's just, I was like, this is kind of sort of sub Homeland 24 level kind of stuff. You know, when I was watching the first episode, it was like, oh, not really. Yeah, that I think I think it I think it does improve. Like, mm. it's one of those shows where I think it was at least in the first season, it was better in the middle of it. Right. Like, I don't really like the last episode of season one, particularly. It's sort of one of those without being spoilery. It's kind of one of those like bad guy, big plays. Yeah. Um that just seems to be thwarted, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, it okay, oh, you yeah. just, you just, you just solved that. Okay, great. But mm. it's not. I'm not sure it's solved in a particularly satisfying way. Mm. Um, but the, all the stuff in the middle is quite is quite neat. Um, you know, it, it's it's as you said, it's kind of boilerplate stuff, but it's 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 well made boilerplate, well made, boilerplate and, and, I, yeah. and I can I can deal with that while I'm eating my lunch. Yeah. It's, sure. <laughs> So yeah, working on season two at the moment. It's yeah, it's. I, I think season two has been a bit more interesting so far. Like it started stronger, I think. Mm. Um, but it's 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 got it, it does the weird thing of like almost forgetting that the first season happened. Mm. Yeah, right. It's like there's in the um, what's his face, Jack and Greer. Obviously, their relationship has been set up in the first season, but it's like so that's a that's a thing from the off. But it's like there was some. Uh, you know, there were some people and some relationships that are obviously not not a thing anymore that they've just not talked about. Um, and it's like, all right, what happened? What happened there? Um, just not going to deal with that. Couldn't pay the actors, or they weren't available, or something like that. All right, fine, moving on. It's got like Numi Rapace in it as well. I know it's a good cast. It is a good cast. And I've been sort of tempted to watch. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is other Prime show that I haven't I haven't seen anything about, but the concept of it on, on its own just uh, made me smile a Heels. little bit. It's, it's yeah. called uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where it's like Jean Claude Van Damme has been a cover all this time. Oh, oh right. spy. Like the actual Jean Claude Van Damme that we all know. It's like that's his that's his alter ego. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the biggest super spy. <laughs> Sounds it's really just, dumb. Just dumb enough to be fun. Every film he does, though, what, where Jean-Claude he is just Jean Claude Van Damme, but, but then it's like, oh, but he's actually also this other thing. <laughs> Time cut. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that was his like cause light adverts. He was just Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, that too. He's like a chef aboard a battleship, <laughs> <laughs> but secretly, but secretly a ex seal. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Team Six member. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, why did he have to be the chef on my ship? That was John Cole Van Damme, wasn't it? What for, what is that film? Where Tommy Lee Jones takes over a, the Iowa class battleship and fires nuclear tomahawks at Hawaii. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. No. I don't know if I've seen know. it. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's probably called just no, I was going to say it was probably called Battleship. No, but it's, not, it's not that yeah. one with with uh, Riri. Uh, Riri, yeah. <laughs> and Michael Bay extravaganza, yeah. Not that. It's not that. Anyway, yeah, Le Mans, good film. And then the other film news. Other film news, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about those Sonic trailers. Oh yes, vital. Yes. Go so on it then. Looks good now. It looks good. Good enough. Yeah. It looks so good. It, I actually kind of want to I see mean, it the now. Rest, I mean, the rest of the 
film's plot remains the same. I mean, it's a kids' right? film, so it's like weirdly. But like, so like, you have to hold into hold hold this to account that the first trailer must still count, right? Yeah. Like all those scenes are still going to exist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Presumably. Sure. And I think that's the bit that like. Without the crap, this here's the thing, right? The crap Sonic made this film more interesting. Yeah, it did. Like, yeah, it, it, like because 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 he was so scary looking and so weird. So this whole thing. Up. You see, now what I'm left with is I'm left with a weird, un- uh, an uncanny valley in my mind where Sonic now looks acceptable. Yeah, but his attitude doesn't seem quite right to me. I don't know. There's something right, about yeah. how he's been written that doesn't so do you feel think like he Sonic was like. Today performed even looking at the old insane looking sonic like yeah i don't know if I don't it's know been what that way around acting you could do for that old sonic <laughs> what, what uh, character would you have developed that? <laughs> he would yeah no he'd have just permanently just been kill me kill me <laughs> kill me <laughs> i mean i mean i think this did this did I mean, the, the trailers they've put out are better trailers than the first one was. Also, just, yeah. Just in yeah. structure, right? Yeah, like, as are. well. Like, the, the, but. Like, Jim Carrey looks funnier in it in now. Yeah. Or whatever. It does. As Robotnik. Also, the fact that they named him as Robotnik. Robotnik. Did yeah, they do that in not, the first trailer? Eggman. Yeah, he is. He's always been Robotnik in this film. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know who made that decision, because presumably the whoever's making this in America with the nostalgia. Is yeah, overruling the originals. Yeah, it yeah. must be overruled. Well, it's because it's not. It's not Eggman, right? That's the whole no. kind of the whole point. Because he is just a human. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. From Earth, he's not become yeah. Eggy yet. <laughs> he's well, no, and he's not going to. Yeah, know. presumably. Yeah, he's, he's not, not actually the enemy of Sonic from Sonic's universe. Our point though is Eggman. <laughs> But well, they'll never, never really bring up Eggman. The only... <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We, only, we never really knew where the only human on Mobius came from. Was right? he a human, though? Well, I guess. I guess we don't know. I know, I mean, if you, if you, you know, you go into Rush and you have Eggman Negger, <laughs> sure. he exists in Blazer's universe somehow. So maybe this is just the real, like, the Earth version of Eggman is just this guy. <laughs> Speaking of Eggman Neger, because that's just triggered a Neger Scott memory in yeah. my head. Scott Pilgrim getting a board game. Okay. As in the comic. Yeah. It's called mm. Scott Pilgrim Miniatures the World. That's okay. not a great name. <laughs> I think, no, I think they could have come up with something way better than that. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Well, the Scott Pilgrim versus the board. <laughs> <laughs> it could be great if you're taking down the corporate elite. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, the board. We'll come back to the board later. <laughs> okay. Sonic could actually yep. be okay. I mean, good trailer. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I I still think it's going to be potentially I think it will a car be crash, acceptable. but like, yeah. well, I think it will be on the level of the actual still... games. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, better than Sonic Forces. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. maybe. Okay, yeah. I, I I will give you that. We could, I think we can come out of that cinema going, yeah, it's better than Sonic Forces. <laughs> They better than Sonic 06. <laughs> Even in those new trailers, it's still like there's no hint of what the actual story is. It's just like we're doing comedy things in various places. <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think there is much plot of, well, no. outside of hey, Sonic's got this teleporting ring thing, and his speed set off some sort of power surge at some point, and then it's like ooh, energy source, robotic wants some of that, maybe. Yeah, but then like, what does Sonic want? Actually, no, that's, you, the, that's the actual question, right? Yeah, why is he He's got here? To save the world? <laughs> Well, no, no, but why? But is from it? what did they say? Why he's on Earth and not 
Mobius? No, I don't think so. Did he just get lost here or something and he can't find his way home? Start Sonic X. Chaos Control. (laughs) But but the rings are the teleporters. Well, sure. (laughs) Or the ring. Yeah, maybe. It's a special stage ring. He's found it. And he kept And it's portable now. Yeah. (laughs) Helpful. He can just send all those missiles into the special stage, blow up half to the Chaos Emeralds. Or maybe that's why he's got to keep it secret so robotic doesn't get his hand on the Chaos Emeralds. The Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> probably. That's uh, probably that'll be the, what the, the sequel is. I reckon, I reckon they won't talk about Chaos Emeralds at all in this one, and then that'll be, that'll be the sequel. Like, mm. there'll be the, the stinger at the end, or just be this green glow. <laughs> the stinger will be literally the game over screen from every other Sonic. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. The end, not the game over, end of game screen. <laughs> the, where it's the, like, the now one. Robotic has the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> that would be quite good. That, that would be really interesting, actually, if they did that. And a really helpful way for them, like a pre-made way for them to set up a sequel. <laughs> like it's just like the game. You do it again, but now you have to get the chaos. <laughs> time travel. John Cole Van Damme will be in it. Yep, time cop. <laughs> time cop. He'll still be in a duffel bag at some point, claiming to be stealing a child. Yeah, that's still going to happen. Don't forget. They didn't even have to re-render that scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no work required. Uh, it's impressive how much they've actually managed to achieve. Yeah. Really. And it still looked okay. I wonder how many odd. Yeah. Like, how much, like, between the characters, like, physical object being handed between characters, is would the, do you think they actually had to do? I bet not much. No, probably not. So they probably looked at it and thought, yeah, this is probably all right. We can make this work. Apparently, Yuji Naka's still not 100% happy. Wow. Because he's like, you didn't join the eyes together. What are you doing? Yeah, well, he's got one big eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my design. God damn it! Yeah. I think he do it. <laughs> it's totally fine now. I guess, yeah, it's fine. But I mean, obviously, if this would have been the first one to come out, fans would have been nitpicking. But now it's just so much better. <laughs> it's like, why even? Yeah. You can get away with two eyes when it's much better than the original version. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Blitzkrieg bot as well. Oh, yeah, good music oh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an improvement. Gangsters Paradise. So it's just such a not fitting. I don't. For a children's I just, movie, I just, also. I just don't. I don't understand what made them think that was a well, good idea. Well, how does Blitzkrieg bot go? Shoot him in yeah, the back. Yeah, that's also not technically <laughs> great for children. No. Blitzkrieg bot. Well, they don't have to play that bit of the audio, do they? All they, all they need is the "Hey ho, let's go," and then it's like, "Well, that's Sonic enough." <laughs> the, going. Be- the, the best remote song for that kind of stuff is "Beat on the Brat with a Baseball Bat." Oh yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> a song about beating someone up. Yeah, perhaps they should have played that during the uh, scene where he's playing baseball with himself. Mm. Actually, Ramones the movie secretly. <laughs> this is the thing, like what, like the music in the film, probably all going to be rubbish orchestral, right? It's like they need to, mm. there needs to be Michael Jackson infused. I don't know if it's going to have that much music, to be honest. I mean, they'll have music all the time. I don't think it will. Most films have music yeah, all the time in some form. Quite a lot. Yeah. Right. Indeed, Sonic's coming. Look busy. <laughs> uh. Video game news. Video game news. There is. Well, I mean, XO19 happened. That's that's a chunk of stuff. I mean, is there much to talk about on that list, really? 
Uh, all right. I will. I've made notes on almost everything. Almost everything. A couple of things I skipped. Uh, you know, like see a feeds updates. Except that's in this list. Oh, is it? <laughs> Apparently, you didn't skip that very oh, much. All right then. Maybe I just wrote everything down and decided to skip it later. Maybe that's how I rolled out. Uh, right, what we got? Rare are making a new game. That's and also CFEs updates, apparently. And also CFEs updates, yeah. Um, it's called Everwild. It looks like a forest with animals in it and a deer-like creature that looks somewhere between a Pokemon and a flower because it's like that main fur opens up like a flower. You mean literally the Pokemon that is a deer that has flowers on it? <laughs> you want me to flower from the face? Not from the face. I think it was more like a legend. The there's like a legendary Pokemon that has like spikes down its neck, right? Or like spiky mane like thing. <laughs> there's probably a lot of Pokemon that have spiky mane like things. Okay. I think it's one of the ones in Smash Bros. If that helps, like on maybe I don't know. Well, there's Go Goat as well, I guess. Go Goat, the grass goat. I don't think it's that's that. not flowers. Though. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Deerling is the actual Pokemon that is a deer that's covered in plants. Actually, it's it's even got different seasonal forms. It changes for the four different seasons. That's actually kind of cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, they didn't really say what the game is about in terms of gameplay. It showed like what looked like maybe a mum and her kids potentially sort of being wandering <laughs> through the forest, being sort of reverent to like, oh hey, this looks like nature. Maybe it's Pokemon Snap. <laughs> like rare major Pokemon. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it'll be. Maybe they're just going to use their Connect technology again, and it's going to be like Connect Adventures. Connectimals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Combine Connect Adventures and Connectimals. And Milo, for good measure. <laughs> that wasn't rare, though, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Lionhead. Oh, yeah. That was and Connectables wasn't rare, either. I don't know who made Connectables. Was it? No. No, Rare are busy making Connect Sports. Oh, right, yeah. Actually, did Rare make Connect Adventures? I think so. They, they did that first and then Sports, right? Well, they both came out at the same time. Sports came like, out slightly later. I think Adventure came with the Connect. Yeah. And then sports was like the launch game that you could get if you wanted as well, something like that. And then they did the they did a second one, didn't they? And then a third. There were three Connect Sports games because the third one was on Xbone. Mm. Connect Sports. Uh, also going on, Obsidian are making a new game. Oh yeah. Although it's a li- although it's their like it's a mini team within Obsidian, so it's not like a full fledged. Like thing, but the... man. We were trying. I was talking to someone the other day about how, um, uh, what's it called? Out of Worlds. Mm. No, wait. Yeah, no, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> I was like, one. which one is it? The one that Obsidian made. Yep, that's that's Worlds. It's Not like wild. we were talking about how weird it is that like Microsoft own Obsidian, mm. but it's being published by Private Division, sure. which is a subdivision of Take Two. Right. It's like who's paying these people exactly it's like microsoft owns the studio but microsoft isn't publishing the game no it's because that deal with you know private division would have or take two however you want they would have funded like the development of of outer worlds right because that's how a lot of publishers work sure but that still um, doesn't really so explain that means... why microsoft wasn't publishing it unless it was well, no, like a you deal that existed you wouldn't, you wouldn't... before they got bought yeah exactly because if you were to buy obsidian you'd also have to buy the publishing rights to that but game it didn't as seem well. like which probably wasn't, which, you know, uh, a, a private division and take two probably wouldn't have agreed to because it's like, hey, we want our return on this, yo. Yeah, but the timing didn't seem like that would have been like 
it didn't wouldn't didn't seem like that game would have been very far along or even maybe even started at the time they were getting bought by Microsoft. No, was, well, uh, when they were started, maybe, but we only heard about Obsidian this year, didn't we? That was like Obsidian were was one it of the this late year, ones. Or was it like last year? They announced, this year they, was they announced a Double load of studio Fine, acquisitions. Uh, what was it Ninja Theory and stuff? I think Double Fine and Obsidian might have been announced this year. I don't think we heard about the Obsidian takeover. And... <laughs> it's, it happened two years in a row, and I don't remember yeah. which ones were which. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think. Oh yeah, maybe Obsidian. No, I think maybe Obsidian wasn't last time. Uh, anyway, no. Anyway, I reckon that's what went down. But it's you know, weird. It's anyway. like it was too late in the cycle, and Private Division and Take Two were too um, invested. And also, it, and also, relatedly, it's kind of weird that Obsidian is under Private Division, the arguably indie part of Take Two. Sure. <laughs> like they're not exactly an indie studio. Well, I guess well, they're not full mega studio either. It's super rare that Obsidian actually make a game themselves. Well, true. Right? Well, Alpha Protocol might have been the last one. Like, back in the 360 days. Everything else has been like a licensed property or like yeah. for someone else. But still, I wouldn't think they actually called them an indie studio. They seem like they seem more like a sub-studio of a developer. Yeah, they're not an words. indie studio. They were sort of free-floating. Right, yeah. I mean, they're not an indie studio in terms of size. Yeah, they're like top tier, obviously. Yeah. But... but yeah, now they're going to make a game presumably purely for Microsoft. <laughs> yes, um, it is. It is um... Are you interested in uh, Outer Worlds, Seg? I mean, we can talk about it later because Rob needs to talk about it. But... I, I will be talking about it extensively. Oh, interesting. Okay. I watched a small bit of it. And I, basically my job was to be like, yeah, that's like Fallout, but not as bad as Fallout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so this new game that we haven't actually talked about yet is yeah. called Grounded, and it's Honey, I Shrunk the Survival Game. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's, you're, you're, that's you're all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good pitch already. Your your kids in a garden fighting giant ants, or avoiding them, maybe. Yeah. I'd only want that if the ants were terrible stop motion animators. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing! Oh, be great. <laughs> oh, I'd be so in for that, but they're not. No, <laughs> no. It's all sort of cartoonish stylized. They haven't done that, have they? I mean, you've got like um, Cuphead and everything, but you haven't got a game doing like plasticine, you know, or whatever. Well, I like, mean, there have been some. I mean, like... there was that there was that Kirby plasticine play yeah, game, wasn't there? Or, um, and, they and there's did... a physicsy demo that's out there about like literally about plasticine physics and mm. stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. really quite impressive. And they did make, but that, it's not really a game. That sequel to Neverhood or whatever. Oh yeah, the Neverhood one. <laughs> that point and point and click entirely claymation game. I stand corrected. But claymation seems like a good aesthetic for. Yeah, it's un- it's unused. It's underutilized. Yeah. Does that um? Have you seen those um Steam store listings for the Legend of Bumbo? Yeah. No. Like it's a prequel to Binding of Isaac, made out of cardboard. Mm. They gone for a cardboard aesthetic. Paper Isaac. Yeah, basically. <laughs> paper Mario style. Yeah. The paper of Isaac. Or like the what's the Yoshi craft one or whatever? Yeah. Is uh, well, the Yoshi is a craft world. That, yeah. He's wool for some reason. Well, there's Woolly World and then there's Crafted World. Yeah, yeah he's still wool. He's still wool. Well, I mean, more like felt maybe. I don't know. No, it's more yeah, felty. You look at the skin in Smash Brothers. That's the that's the Crafted World skin. Is it? 
not the default Yoshi. There's a car, there's a fairy Yoshi skin. In. No, is there? <laughs> Have you not ever seen? I've, I've I guess it's probably I've never... never actually come off on a random. No, but... I've never switched to it. No. I guess. Or looked at it, and there's no like character, like because there's no trophies. I suppose you can't just go and look at the models anymore, well, can you? Yeah, you just go to training. I you guess. just go pause. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, West of Dead looked kind of cool. It's got Ron Perlman in it. It's like a um, top-down cover shooter, I guess I'd describe it, but with, like you're in Western abandoned mines, killing ghosts mm-hmm. as Ghost Rider. <laughs> kind of looking guy cool. fiery fiery skull guy but hey Ron Perlman it looked alright good vibes uh, Rust is coming to Xbox uh, why do you keep doing that when you read something out and go Nuh. just mm. like don't read it <laughs> skip the thing yeah. we care about <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> I skipped a couple of things I skipped the CFE's update too, <laughs> that we already talked about it twice yeah. Okay, so th- I'm going to talk about Kart Rider Drift, just because I'd never heard of it before. But they described it as iconic, and I was immediately like, sorry, what? What are you talking about? How can I- how can this be iconic? And it's like, oh, it's a 15-year-old Korean PC free-to-play thing. Well, they already did that with that other one, the, the E3, didn't they? Crossfire X, yeah. yeah, which came up later, but I don't know anything about it. It looks like a shooter, um, a military shooter. <laughs> I mean, it seems like well, they're, they're just... They must have some deal with a Korean publisher, and they're just like, "Oh, we're going to get all your yeah. old cool games, pulling, relatively pull, cool games." They're pulling Asia to the West. It's um, I mean, it looked competent enough as a kart racer, right? Mm. Like the the footage looks looks pretty good, and it will have keyboard support on Xbox. Wow, why would you want keyboard support because for a kart racer? Because that's how it launched. It's like one of those legacy things. Kart Rider apparently always, you know, <laughs> launched on PC with only keyboard controls, and so they've kept it ever since. As a, as like, hey, yeah, this, this, this game can be played like this. Um, they showed some more bleeding edge stuff and gave it a release date of March 24th next year. Um, I don't know. I'm now I've seen more gameplay of that thing. I'm starting to like, okay, it's Ninja Fairy, so I, I would normally support them till the end of the year, but I couldn't. I'm having a hard time seeing what's going on in that gameplay. It's like because it's melee focused, everything's really close range and a bit sort of like a cluster. Yeah. It's just like there's all kind of stuff just going on. And it's like, I reckon it would probably make sense. Like, but it's, it has the same problem of like watching Dota if you're uninitiated. Like, it's like, what's going on? Why was that good? Hmm. That okay. lady's got chicken legs. Robo chicken. Um, so I don't know. I'm willing to give it a chance because it, it's, you know, they're doing that. They're doing the Team Fortress slash modern Fortnite sort of thing where it's like the 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 trailers are showing off all the characters that it's never going to be relevant to the actual gameplay, right? Maybe. <laughs> or the Overwatch thing, I suppose, as well. Hero shooter stuff. Um, and that stuff all seems quite well done, but not really the game. Um, Planet Coaster coming to Xbox. Yay. I won't oh. play it there because, you know, PC version. It's, it's a PC else. game. Yeah. <laughs> You I might probably, play it there if it comes up on Game Pass. It'll, because it'll almost certainly come, yeah, it'll almost certainly be on Game Pass. Um, maybe it'll draw me away from Two Point Hospital. <laughs> um, uh, Don't Nod are doing a brand new series called Tell Me Why. That is Ain't about them, but I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me the, why. Um, 
the trailer made it seem like there was some kind of like they're twi- the main characters are twins, but it made it sound like the mum never wanted a boy, and the twins are boy and girl. So like the boy may have been shunned by the mother, or something traumatic happened in their past. He's probably dead. Spoilers. She's, I mean, I mean, she, yeah, she's almost certainly dead. <laughs> That's my very early guess there. Trauma. <laughs> oh, what? That he's dead. Well, one of them. Either one. Oh, interesting. One of them doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah that would be a good twist. Um, but yeah, they're, they're instead of releasing it episodically, like you know, they sort of perhaps messed up with the speed of Life is Strange too. Mm. Um, everything's coming out all at once, so the whole series it's still an episodic game, but they're going to release everything at once mm. um, in summer 2020. Um, <laughs> I've mis- misspelt this one. The artful escapes. <laughs> the artful escape. Which we've they they put a world premiere tag on it on during X over. It's like, but we've seen this game before. <laughs> yeah, but, and then at the time it was like, when is this going to happen? Never, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> it, but now they have a date of some kind. Well, some kind next year of some kind. It's the, I still don't really know what this is. Is it platformer? No. But it's like it involves a lot of guitar. It's about playing guitar to monsters, as far as I can tell. Brutal legend. I mean, it's an uplifting trailer. You sort of feel good after watching that trailer. I guess. Uh, especially as you look like Jarvis Cocker as well. <laughs> I guess that helps a little bit. <laughs> right. Always helps. Uh, so let's talk about Project X Cloud. Um, they are—they haven't yet brought it to P- the preview program to PC yet, but they say that it's going to be on PC, and I think they said it's going to be fully released next year. Mm-hmm. Like, so not even just preview; it's just going to be out. Game Pass Ultimate subscribers are just going to get it. Like, so it's not like a separate service. They're going to wrap it into Game Pass Ultimate and you're everyone. So you're going to have access to it, which is nice. Um, great value add for that. Um, and they're going to support all kinds of Bluetooth controllers. And by all kinds, they specifically called out the Sony DualShock. So presumably Ooh. your PS4 or potentially PS5 controllers will be pairable with this thing. Okay, so that's that, good. That, that seemed to get a nice cheer from the audience. I guess people realise that PlayStation controller is good, even at an Xbox event. Mm. Um, I've forgotten. What's the thing about PlayStation 5? Like, Super HD Rumble or something? What was they doing? Yeah, ha- they're not having no, Rumble. Haptic. They're having haptics of some oh, kind. Yeah. Okay, but like, I'm imagining um, otherwise... the triggers and... The, 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 I'm guessing the PlayStation 5 controller will be almost identical-looking <laughs> to the PlayStation oh, sure. 4 one. Almost I'm certainly sure it will be, will be hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some... I don't think there's been much of a scuttlebutt about whether... No, because people are now getting into the xCloud preview in America, because that's the only place you can do it right now. Naturally. Um, and, I, and I think the general response is being fairly positive. More a positive response than for Stadia. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really seen anything about what's going on with Stadia. Like, it... Well, what's going on with Stadia is that like, it's, about, it's about to come out quite soon, I think. And none of the features are done, basically. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're like, we're not going to launch with this and this and this and this. <laughs> They're coming soon. Didn't they say, like, uh, what is it? Is it coming to mobile only? But then that's how xCloud works at the moment. Well, it's like it? you can't, you have to, you can't buy games except for on mobile. And the mobile interface only works on pixels. 
Oh, right. <laughs> so it's like, I hope you're very invested in the Google infrastructure. Hmm. So can you play on Chrome? Is that stuff still okay? Oh, they, didn't they say that the whole wireless thing in the controller isn't going to work first off as well? Like, you need a Chromecast Ultra. You have you have to have a Chromecast Ultra, but you can only use the Chromecast, Chromecast Ultras that come with the Stadia at launch, and then there'll be a patch at some point to fix oh. all the other Chromecast Ultras. Oh, weird. Presumably quite quickly, because that's just an over-the-air update, so that's probably I, I just the firmware. Yeah. You might but not even but it's still it pretty ridiculous that they say that's not at launch going to immediately work. But that whole thing about the controllers talking to the service over there using their own Wi-Fi rather than talking to the Chromecast, I heard that that was a thing they're not doing either. Not at first. Mm. Which is one of the major selling points, right? Because it's like it's a latency thing. Yeah. It's like it's you're skipping a hop in theory. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of... It was a weird, it was weird because this all came out of an AMA on Reddit. Mm. And you know, they, I mean, kudos for answering the question. Yeah, they were, they were surprisingly upfront about how everything was delayed. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's good of them in a way. I mean, this stuff's complex, right? I can I can sure. sort of forgive them a little bit. But it's like then you think just like what? Surely, what they're actually doing is they're rushing to get it out before Black Friday. Yeah, but you can't really <laughs> buy it and get it. Anymore. Sure, the pre-orders are like fully backed up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're not on the founders list anymore. If you want to buy it now, you're on just yeah. like the regular user list for which there's an epic wait. But even then, to have, I guess, to put that somewhere on a storefront, even if it's still like a get in a queue kind of storefront. Oh, what you reckon they? Mm, <laughs> you reckon it would be like on Amazon or something? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Hmm, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, it does seem like it's like why not just delay it for a month and have all these things that you say are going to be within a month after launch done. <laughs> Unless you're trying to hit a deadline for business reasons. Surely it would be better for all these features to exist and everyone would be happy. Maybe. It is It is odd. Uh, I think this is... It's just a little egregious because of the buy-in, right? Yeah. At least with xCloud, it's like everything there will work with what you've got. Like, you just need the Android app if you're using it on your phone um, and a Bluetooth controller that you can pair to your phone. Which is every modern Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, well, I say every. It's like there was a point, wasn't there, where they redid they they redid the Xbox controller halfway through this life cycle, and that added Bluetooth to it. So you didn't need the wireless dongle for PC. Yeah. You just needed Bluetooth in your PC. It's not all PCs have still. Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It. Hmm. Jury's still out. I want to try it. I definitely want to try it, just to see what it feels like. Wait, like, six months for it to hit the UK. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, and I hope that it's not in preview, or A, or B, I get invited to the preview, mm. or or it just comes out, and I'll have it on Game Pass anyway. Uh, all of well, I say all of uh, Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami Two are coming to Game Pass next year. Yay! So you get to play Kiwami Two. Two. Games. Well, I've got Yakuza Zero already. Oh yeah, I guess you, do. you um, have two already in the third one. Uh, Kiwami Two is the one I'm um, one I now won't have to buy. Yay! Uh, Reach is coming at Halo Reach. That is coming out December third on PC and Xbox. Although weirdly, as we were, me and Rob were looking at the Steam store page last night of of the Master Chief Collection and Reach, and it's like it's weird how the it's Steam, laid out. Steam page is a bit of a mess. Yeah, 
because it's like you can buy the Master Chief collection, and that supposedly contains Reach on the Steam version. Really? Um, okay. Which it doesn't on Xbox. The but Xbox version has everything but Reach. It's the wrong name, well, isn't it? Or then? ODST. ODST. That's why it's called name. the Master Chief Collection, isn't it? Because it doesn't have Reach. <laughs> because yeah. it has the Master Chief games. <laughs> well, there's ODST, though. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah, but, uh, but ODST was always DLC. That's true. For, right. For, for MCC, yeah, okay. but technically, so is Reach, I guess. Yeah, on, <laughs> on Xbox, it's DLC. Um, but I think if you're a Game Pass user, you're gonna just get all of it anyway. On so I will probably have access to ODST and Reach on Xbox, but Reach is the only thing releasing on PC December third. The rest of them aren't ready yet. But then, then it's like we were looking at it. It's like, so why does why does the Steam store page for Master Chief Collection exist? It's like, is it some kind of shell that's still going to launch the Reach part of it because the rest of it doesn't yeah. exist? And I think at some point <laughs> there's going to be like the ability to buy each game piecemeal. Like, so you don't have to buy the collection; you can buy because the, because the Reach page has an individual price. Uh, yeah, and a DLC tag. Yeah, just weird. It's odd. Yeah, the Steam page is odd. But what ifs? We can try that. That's an excuse to play Halo Reach co-op again. I'm more excited to play ODST. <laughs> well, yeah, but we'll have to wait for that. Well, yeah. yeah. But at least it's going to happen eventually. Could actually play it on the Xbox. <laughs> well, that too. We could. We literally could just go and play actual ODST if we really wanted to. Well, does that as well. But I want the, we want the frame rate, yo. Yes. Um, there's a really dramatic trailer for Flight Simulator. Really dramatic. So, so many drums. Dun, 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 dun. But every time there was a drum, it's like the the plane stayed where it was and the entire background changed. It was one of those. <laughs> I thought you were just going to be like, the plane stayed where it was in the air like planes do. As <laughs> it didn't do. crash or explode or anything. No, there was no crashing, there was no crashing or exploding in, this, in, in any part of this trailer. It was just planes. But it was very dramatic. <laughs> I mean, um, I have to say, like, you know, the... I mean, it's been a thing before, but the like kind of terrain mapping data enhancing flight sims is a dramatically difference, right? You can literally fly yeah. anywhere and it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it looks... just, it's, a, it's an incredibly lovely looking thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I was just watching that on a, well, I was watching it on a YouTube feed, so maybe it was a 4K feed, but on, on through my TV, and it's like, but, but damn. Because the game. previous one, I know it's a while ago, but Flight Simulator was like, okay, we've got the Hawaiian Islands like really well mapped, so check out Hawaii. And this time around, it's like, yeah, we've got the world. <laughs> Although, as we said the first time, we should have saw the trailer for this one. It's like, is that is it going to be like that everywhere, or is it still very specific? It, it can't places? be. There's probably not enough. Well, I don't storage know. space like unless it's like yeah, but it's streamed. It's all cloud streamed. That's the whole idea, right? So you don't. Someone still has to. Someone has to fix a lot of that. the terrain yeah. data and models well, and stuff. I mean, for like major cities and stuff, they've probably someone's done a pass, yeah, right? For the ones so. they wanna... But it's just like in maps, like it's probably the same kind of pass they did to fix their 3D maps in uh, the Google, uh, Bing Maps or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, maybe. Because they've done a pass clearly. If you look at like Google Maps, like London mm. or New York or something in 3D, they've clearly done a bit of touching up because it looks ridiculously good. Uh, because those cities, you know, they've flown a plane around doing LIDAR, right? It's not just your average satellite data. They've actually sure. yeah. modeled the city. Uh, um, and... Well, it's not like, you know, when you go to play, <laughs> I don't know, Ipswich isn't quite so well modeled. So. <laughs> Ipswich is okay, but like, actually. But, 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 
yeah, it's not bad, but most of the time what they've done is just, just apply the like that looks like a tree. So well, the, it's, it's so like, the, the algorithm's gonna apply an arbitrary height map to this thing that right. looks like a tree and make a little bump in the landscape. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's in, inferring a height, not yeah. like actually knowing the height. But it yeah. has like a they've uh, they must have flown a plane around Ipswich because it's got the shape of the butter market building and everything in three D. Sure, so some some of the main buildings have done quite well, but it's yeah, it's, it's not it's not as tight in some spots. And it just doesn't take long before it's like, oh yeah, none of this is modeled again. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the zone of modeling. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Flight Sim looked like a damn and damn good looking game. It's like, if it comes out on Game Pass, maybe I'll give that a quick go <laughs> with just an excuse to use your joystick, Dan, that I've still got. Well, obviously, oh, yeah. what you want to do is just that will be when you, you need to fly over it switch and look at the models and be oh, like, yeah. let's actually look at let's see how old this data is does your house even exist oh, yeah, does my house <laughs> exist yeah is it using decade old data like some of <laughs> like edge maps were still or whatever maps Ed, microsoft uses to power their maps it's like my house still wasn't on that last time i looked been 10 years guys <laughs> well nine and a bit uh, Age of Empires 4. We got to see some gameplay. It looked like an Age of Empires game, but with nice 3D graphics. Probably should, I guess. Yeah. They're focusing on medieval times. And. I mean, is that always what Age of Empires is? is, is haven't they sometimes gone, like, back further? I don't know if they really have that much. It's always, like, a town center, like, medieval towns. You know. Age of Empires 2 is the mod, well, only one that I really played, but okay, well, the definitive one, yeah, exactly. But I, like, I, it's not, it's not like Empire Earth where they did do the whole yeah, yeah. history progression thing. I, I don't know. I never really played like I don't think I've ever played an Age of Empires game, <laughs> so I don't, I'm not the person to ask. But it's a bit weird that it's called Age of Empires when it really doesn't have that much history in it. It's quite focused. From what I remember of Age of Empires 2's campaign, well, yeah, it's got the Mo- it's, well. All we know is that it's got the Mongols and the English in it at the moment. <laughs> That's quite a widespread. Yeah. Did the English ever fight the Mongols? At that period, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe Crusaders. I guess maybe they made it all the Mongols. That's too far, though, isn't it? <laughs> the Mongols are like just as far again from the Holy Landers. Yeah. Well, yeah, we they, the they? Mongols came quite a long way yeah, west in their, their conquesting. True. Uh, I was only going to mention Crossfire X, not because like the game looks all that competitive. I mean, it looks like a, another military shooter, right? Yeah. But it's the fact that they used X Gone Give It to You. I mean, in the trailer, why you? yeah, it was a remix of it as well. So it's, I was just like, but there's a certain thing about like, can you do that? Is that too obvious? <laughs> I think it's probably like. You know, not Gangster's Paradise for Sonic. <laughs> it's like it's kind of obvious, but it's all like at least it fitting. Yeah, at least it works. Crossfire X, gone. Give it to you. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Well, I mean, we already knew about that. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, but do we need to say? I was about to say, like, they showed a bit more gameplay, but it's like, I don't know. It's so Diablo. It's like I think things things that surprised me were like, oh hey, there's a lot more circles in this. 
when I was expecting. <laughs> what do you mean, circle foam? Like, because it's like AOE effects, right? It just cast circles on the floor. Well, you'd prefer if it, prefer if it was still had a tile grid underneath yeah. so that the effect could, looked edged. It could be circular, but be like edged. I think that'd be too confusing. <laughs> I mean, it looked, it looked proper confusing anyway. In well, Diablo, that's yeah. always what that's like. It's just a big spell. You, you only know what you're doing because you are you have your fingers on the number keys and you're hitting them over. <laughs> you're not actually necessarily perceiving all the shit that's going on on the screen. Potion, 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 potion. Yeah. There was a bit where I think the one of the hosts basically got swarmed by things and it just it was just a bright white mess of like effects going on around it. Well, that's, like... that's the other problem with like even thinking about Diablo 4 or whatever, it's just like, you know, you turn the bloom up too high and that just makes the particle effects completely obliterate everything that's going on because there's so many of them happening. It was also fun because I think this was the one live demo they did on stage. Right. And I think there was a problem that they glossed over because one of them players seemed really desperate to get hold of this giant bow that I think had spawned on top of some or in oh, a right. bit of landscape. Couldn't, couldn't get it. So it was there, but they were like, eh, 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 and they sort of hung around for a bit. And it's like, I think the guy was like, oh, uh, and just carried on talking. He had a little hesitation, like being like, oh, no, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Hmm. <laughs> was, even though it was like procedurally generated, supposedly all the time. So it's like the demo was apparently like completely random as well. But it's like, oh, it randomized something invalid. Right, yeah. So that's fun. It's out in April. Uh, Square Enix turned up to basically say that every Final Fantasy game from 7 onwards, although I forget, forgot to write 7 down. I <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't say 7 on your list. It says yeah. 8. <laughs> uh, so that's 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, all of the 13s. And uh, 15 are all coming to Game Pass. I don't know if they said that's going to be console or... PC. PC. <laughs> Get the PC versions of those. Yeah, because mm. they do all have PC versions. Uh, I think 9 does. I mean, wait, does 9? Well, because 10 and 10. Yeah, 9 did. They did that like last oh, year. Oh, yeah, they did that before 8. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, because 10 and 10 too have had that HD version, yeah. which is going up. Uh, 12, they said we'll get Zodiac Age. So that'll be the remade yeah. or the remastered version as well, which will be interesting because 12. Well, Lightning Returns I haven't played yet. So 13.3. 2 I've never played. For obvious reasons. Because it's weird. Are you actually yeah. going to play these games? Well, I, it's, <laughs> they've sort of always been on my list to do so. I've actually... Well, someone's actually they're lent... going to Game Pass, and so Rob is yeah. compelled. <laughs> someone actually lent me the PlayStation 2 version of Final Fantasy XII. So I've got sat somewhere. And it's like, well, I'm never getting around to that. Well, I was going to put it in. You definitely don't want to play that on PlayStation 2 now. Well, no. You not play it on PlayStation yeah, 2. Yeah, because you might as well play Zodiac Age. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Video series incoming. Oh God! If we if we ever get around there, maybe playing eight, but maybe we would just skip to ten or something, and then laugh a lot at I the mean, sky. The next video series of Five Thousand thing is obviously seven when it comes out. Oh, what, seven remake? Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to play that on PlayStation when it comes out. Because it's not getting a PC version. Boo! It might do. I mean, we don't know. I mean, it will eventually. Sure, but it's got that Sony money behind it. Does it though? Well, it hasn't been announced for anything other than PS4, and Sony have been dedicating a lot of booth space to it. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Wasn't that more a case of what else did Sony have at the time, though? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Sony has been pretty solid, like until recently, when everything has dried up. Yeah, yeah, it's been a. It's been a quiet year for Sony. Like Goddamn zombie game twice. I mean, they've got Death Stranding. That game's called, and I've already forgotten. Days Gone. 
maybe. <laughs> or is it The Last of Us you're thinking of? No, but... that's a different game. I mean, Days Gone came out this year. Yeah, I know. But it's like that was the that was they focused on that at the start and end of that E three, and we were like, why? <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're right. I think they did, and it was okay. It's mostly forgotten. Yep, most forgotten game of 2019. Days Gone happened. Quite potentially going to get on that list. Yeah, I know. Wh- I actually do know someone that played it though, and they were quite into it. Sure. So maybe it can't win for that reason. <laughs> We've got a whole discussion to have. Yep. At a different podcast. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the HD games, are coming to Xbox as well. They specifically said Xbox at this point as well, so I don't think... Because there's never been a PC version of Kingdom Hearts. No. So I think it's... Um, but that's like the first in the series. All, all the weird point-released versions of them, like the re- slightly remastered-ish. Yes. Stuff. What was it? 1.5 and then 2.8. Yeah. Final prologue. Dream Drop Distance. Dream... Well, no, those are the DS games. They, no, didn't, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't mention those. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think those are going to be coming to anything else. No, ever. I think I think like in these packages, what happens with those is... Oh, I don't know if they ever re-released those. Oh, they might have done. They might have been part of 2.8. Some of those weirder ones, like about, 365 yeah, and a quarter days two. of sleep or something. Yeah. <laughs> God, those names. That's, that's... What a stupid series. Yeah. <laughs> and now Rob gets split because it's on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a bit of me that says this should be great, right? There's always there's, the thing with Kingdom Hearts is there's always been that little, the little part of me that's like can't help but think this should be awesome. They've done a pretty decent job at making the Disney feel authentic. But it's also got Final Fantasy in it. But yeah. then they sort of ditched that idea kind of after the first game and been like, well, there's not much Final Fantasy in it anymore. It's all just Disney and these new guys. <laughs> but the new guys are kind of very Final Fantasy inherently. I mean, they're the same sort of characters. Yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> but story sounds so stupid. Of course. Like, not even a good stupid. I feel like uh, that is the key distinction in in entertainment. It's like stupid is okay as long as it's good stupid. It's all about is it good stupid or bad stupid? Yeah. Too, too much bad stupid a, and not I think good it's, stupid. I think it goes far too, far too far down the convoluted Japanese anime rabbit hole. Which can happen, right? It's like they just go, <laughs> it can happen very easily. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just go so far down that it's just like there's no way back up, so they just keep digging. They hope that they'll find Australia. That's incredibly rare. If you keep digging and it still ends up and it ends up working. Well, isn't out. that what happened to Lost? Like if you think about it, think of the yeah. Western equivalent. They just kept yeah, digging and kept digging to the point where they couldn't dig anymore and they were no. just like, It was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't count as finding Australia though. No, they did not find <laughs> Australia. They burnt to a crisp in the Earth's core. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly the prime example of that. That's much more common. You get out the other side. No, it was. I just know. Speaking of like series that are stupid that you should probably never watch, but I'm tempted to. I noticed that the four. I didn't realize it got this far. The four seasons of Heroes turned yeah. up on Amazon Prime. Oh wow! How far did we wa- watched like two. I watched one. I watched I mean, one. I only, too. I only watched I, series I, one. Me too. I immediately stopped because I could tell it was about to 
it, yeah, it jumped the shark, right? Instantly. Yeah. After. I think I saw some of season two, and that was when I thought. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's definitely as fucked up as it appeared. Well, because it stopped yeah. getting aired, I think, in the UK, like halfway through season two or something. Yeah. Like, it just got dropped so like obvious. a stone. Yeah. I even forgot that thing existed. That, yeah. That was this was it. I just saw saw that sort of. It was of, actually logo. quite good that first season. The first season is really pretty good. Yeah, it's okay, but they got to the point where they had power creep, right? Yeah, they created that problem for themselves from the start. Well, when you have someone who's basically invincible, that's you know, instantly fucked yeah. up. Well, they had the, the yeah, they had the empath who could steal everyone's powers just by touching it. I mean, that was one. the that was the critical failure. And then they had the bad empath that had to kill them to get that power to to do to do the same thing. So you always had these two rivals, right? Yeah. And then, which is in theory kind of cool, but yeah, there's an inherent power creep because they never had a weakness revealed. It's like, how do you, you want to unpower them somehow? I mean, it's just like Phoenix and X-Men, right? Or maybe they just had, they, it'd be great if they had some sort of time limit and they just ran the power, the old powers would go away. Well, so be like, yeah, because they could come up with whatever explanation they wanted because the whole thing was just mysterious. I'd be like, oh, holy crap, you've never, you haven't put a hand on the cheerleader for like a season therefore you've lost your healing ability you're gonna die <laughs> you know they could have done something really dumb that's good dumb there was good dumb to be had there maybe <laughs> also it had that guy from LA Noir in it although it was the other <laughs> way around you know yeah just a little bit the other <laughs> way around only like several years the, the other could, way around the guy that could read minds What happened to what's her face? Hayden Panettiere. Oh, she made like six odd seasons of Nashville. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So she went on to something else that I think was more popular. Yeah, slightly. And turned up in Until Dawn. Because she was like, was she one of the, I don't know if she was the lead, but she was one of the main characters in that. Didn't she? Because she's tiny, isn't she? I remember having her some hilariously giant boyfriend, a bit like Shaq and. Uh, um, or... Well, Shaq's gonna look giant. Next <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shaq is just always hilariously giant, regardless. Next of the to anyone, like, <laughs> Shaq started dating Kobe Bryant. Then. Right. <laughs> or LeBron. <laughs> just keep naming basketball yep. players. I don't know many. I think you've already run out, always. Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on and slam if you want to jam. Or is it the other way around? Come on and jam if you want to slam. I know you know. Something like that. Are they making a sequel to Space Jam? Yes, they are. Oh, is it a sequel yeah. or is it a remake? No, it's a full-on sequel. Oh, God. I think it has LeBron in it. Well, yeah, I mean, it would. <laughs> anyway, where the hell are we? Uh, that's the end of XO19. I mean, they had Wasteland. They closed out the show with Wasteland 3, which, I don't know, it looked the same as it did at E3. So, But, you know, I don't really know a lot about Wasteland, so I can't really comment. It's, we didn't know much about it at E3 either. No. Hey, it's, the, it's original Fallout. That's how you describe that, right? Pre-Fallout 3 Fallout. <laughs> you mean like Fallout 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, because that's the lineage, right? And he, well, went, yeah. he went out of his way yeah, to explain it at the show that, the, like, this guy made Fort made um, Wasteland One, couldn't get the IP rights for it to carry on making games himself, so they made Fallout, um, and then Fallout Two, and then had the same problem again when it came to Fallout Three, 
he, he so he left the company, and then eventually Wasteland Two happened. Hmm. So here we are back at back at the beginning, kind of, kind of, except in Colorado. I don't know if that's except. You can have it wherever you want. Yeah, in America. In America. In both the Fallout and Wasteland universe. <laughs> The same thing, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, so that was XO nineteen. I, I thought there was some stuff to talk. About. It was it was well made this year, is what I would say, compared to the d- somewhat weird. I wouldn't call it a disaster, but it was just a. It was an exceptionally awkward watch watching the Mexican one last year, <laughs> XO eighteen. This year was much better produced, and because there was just a lot more trailers and a lot more going on there, there was, you know, it was a, it was a much more enjoyable thing to. To actually sit through. Um, oh, and my pen Pedro, Pedro, that's coming to Game Pass as well. So I can do some banana shooting action. Do you shoot the banana? No, Maybe the, the banana is your, t- your Maybe friend. Maybe the end. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> that game's always had a touch of style that I've appreciated. Hmm. There's a whole load of other indie stuff that's all coming as well. So, you know, Game Pass, it's a good. It, it's oh, someone's just turned off all the lights. In the <laughs> Thanks, Noam. Good. <laughs> Podcast in the dark. I'll sort that out. Uh, Podcast by the light of Rob's computer screens. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bright, even still. The only other thing I think I was going to mention, like in news in general, yeah, uh, is that uh, Bioware are supposedly overhauling Anthem. Hmm. Give up? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, they apparently have given up with the updates they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Now they're this, going to do something completely different. This is like a full-on, hey, what the hell went wrong, and let's rebuild it kind of thing. And then when this fails, then EA can shut them down for real. <laughs> there's a lot of people like saying, hey, this is they're trying to pull a No Man's Sky on it. Sure. Mm. Well. Good luck to them, I guess. I mean, I mean, yeah. Good luck. This, I will give Anthem something in the, like, I don't know, from the early looks of it and some of and the sound design of it, and the even though the sound was totally buggy when I played the beta version of it, but like you know the the how that how that game sounded and to a certain extent how it looked, yeah, like and then the world they were crafting and the language they were using to describe things like you know the the concept of the anthem itself nah the world building was sub oh no you didn't like no, no not into it okay fair enough i I, I thought they could have met, perhaps done something with it but maybe that you maybe you're right maybe it wasn't these are the people that well. made the mass effect universe or yeah i know what you mean and it, it, there was a certain I don't know. Maybe I got that bungee vibe from it, right? It felt right. a little bit Halo-y, a little bit, it felt a little bit like Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. I think they they could have done better than what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I think that's really clear. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'll, I'll, they can. They can have a shot. Well, apparently they can have a shot. However, I mean, I'm, you know, the, the, the EA guillotine has been delayed. <laughs> Somehow, that's the other thing they talked about. XO nineteen actually, that was was vague enough to be interesting, but you know it won't work out this way. EA, EA's chief technology guy yeah. came on stage and basically said, "Hey, we're putting Madden twenty on X Cloud, 
what they didn't go on to explain is like, oh, how, okay, how does that work? Do I need to? Am I? Is it? Can I do that if I'm just an X part? If I'm a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, or do I need to be an EA or EA Access subscriber as well? Like, how much? Like, if EA starts putting stuff on X Cloud, do I have to have EA Access to cloud it, hmm. or is my Game Pass going to cover that? Yeah, because it's like a. My mind is on no, <laughs> not in hell. It's like a weird double system. Where it's like EA's thing. Although it was already weird that you had EA access on Xbox Live, even. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's still a thing. Yeah. It still will be. Yeah. Slightly odd. But hey, if you buy Anthem now, you might get new Anthem. That, that's been floating. Whenever new Anthem comes out. Well, I mean, you'd hope that it isn't going to be a separate purchase for all the people who already have it. Yeah. Because otherwise that'd be a real big move. That was the other thing, that it might be offered at a, a reduced price for owners of Anthem. You'd well, hope it'd be free for them. Yeah. Specifically. Maybe with a cut-off date, so not everyone can just buy it now and <laughs> while it's super cheap and just get in. Sure. But then would you want to get in? Like, how much faith do you have? No, exactly. But that's the risk. That's early access. <laughs> <laughs> that's not at all early access <laughs> and that'll be news I guess so because I couldn't think of any other news at all they're talking or have we just lost them that's well, the end of the I news. I heard shoveling noises. Okay, yeah, wow. that's normally where, that's normally where you come in. Or the section. <laughs> no, Naz, what have you been playing? <laughs> Slick. Uh, did we talk about Pokemon? No, I mean, it's uh, it's happening currently. Mm. It's happened, hasn't it? Well, yeah, like just yesterday or whatever, the actual release date, but there'd been previews going on for the week. Up, running up, I. It's getting review bombed the shit out of a Metacritic. <laughs> I mean, it's as it's, you do. It's reviewed about the same. Well, as in real reviews, I mean, Death it's Death reviewed Death perfectly normal. Mm. But in the user reviews, get that red color on your icon, so it's much wow. more noticeable. In the bad way, red stands out. Marketing, free marketing, people. Free anti-marketing. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I did see a. I've struggled to find the article again, but I did see like when like a a tweet from someone like Polygon or Engadget or something like that, like a like a a mainstream journalism site, <laughs> games journalism site, saying Pokemon Sword and Shield is the worst Pokemon game. I saw a thing that said it was in, it, even with the reviews that it's the real reviews that it's been getting. It's averaged out to be as bad as Black and White, which was previously considered the worst. Right, hmm. not Black and White, but Pokemon Black and White. Is it yes, literally like the game? It's the game itself, right? If you take away all the other factors and just think of it in terms of the, the, yeah. I don't know, the writing and the new Pokemon and the, you know, not that they haven't have a strong story generally, but you know, the, the charm of it, maybe lacking. Yeah, it's like it's hella average. On, the, mm. on that front, and then it also has these all the things that pissed off the community. <laughs> Not a good combo. Yeah. 
and the raised expectations of being on Switch. Well, yes, that with amazing games on it. Messed that up. Those N64 trees. <laughs> Do you think they'll react to this? I mean, it's impossible to know. Is there any chance that they'll react to this by actually making a good game in two? Well, I mean, the next time? game. I mean, maybe <laughs> that's about all they can do, right? Yeah. We'll They're see. not going to go back and fix this one. No, no, of course not. Oh well, unless they make a you know a third version of it. <laughs> but even then, that won't be like a no. fix. That would be like maybe they'll add a few extra Pokemon. <laughs> I'm just going to scan through my Twitter and I can't find this post. <laughs> maybe it was deleted. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was oh, an well. overreaction. Pokemon Sword and Shield fans say the game is deleting their save files across all their Nintendo Switch games. Okay, great that's bug. quite yeah, a bug. Great bug. But hit. Oh, wait, but then there's, then there's a dash. Okay, yeah. Here's what's actually happening. So, well, oh. well but what could possibly be actually happening to make them think that? Yeah. We got Quick, Rob, read that article. Yeah, you guys carry on. I'm going to read this Polygon article. Well then, Zeg, what have you been playing? Uh, well, before we could actually talk about the main thing that I've been playing, um, we need to talk about how I tried to fix my Switch. <laughs> what? Uh, well, because as I previously said, my right stick has been fucked for ages. It has a, it has a drift. Although it's not like the the drift that everyone else well mainly because it's the right stick because normally it's the left stick that everyone right. else gets but my right stick was fucked up and it had a, a, a had a drift that was like an upwards drift and i ages ago i got a hold of a replacement stick because they're well cheap and it was just like and it comes with you know screwdrivers so you can actually operate the correct screws and all that stuff and i was like yeah i'll just buy that and then then, then there was the bit where there was that rumor for a while that Nintendo were replacing Joy-Cons with stick drift. Right. So I delayed doing that repair in case that happened to come to the UK, but it never did. So I was just like, well, okay, I guess I want to play Luigi's Mansion, so I'm going to have to have a functional stick now, aren't I? (laughs) Hmm. So I was like, okay, let me finally commit to doing this repair. And I slightly fucked it up, kind of, but not it, like, it may not have been my fault, or I don't think it was my fault. (laughs) So what actually happened was, I was like, okay, I've watched this video telling tell you how to do it, so I know what I'm getting into. And, well, except it was, again, video was for the left Joy-Con, so I was like, <laughs> I'm sure it's fairly similar. That's fine. More or less the same stuff on the inside. So, but, like, you have the uh, the outer casing screws are those, like, tri-heads. Right. Which is why you have to have the special screwdriver that comes with the stick. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get those. The second one of those I tried to unscrew it immediately stripped <laughs> oh really and i was like well now i'm fucked aren't i but what, for- so, so the screw is so like the metal is so weak that then- yeah it just like i couldn't get it to turn before it stripped oh, itself man and i was like well that's i'm just screwed aren't i that sucks but fortunately oh, not screwed yeah yeah I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not well no i am screwed i'm not it's, unscrewed. It's, it's still screwed yeah <laughs> it remains screwed yes but fortunately it was the what it was the screw that's like the top inner screw the one that's like next to where the r button is so it's like the plastic goes up and gets really thin there and i was like okay that's really thin i can just break that off right like Uh. i could probably just jet like twist it and it will just pop that 
well, even it will break the shield. I hope was hoping it was going to break the plastic, and then I could just have a clean break to fix. But it, what it actually did was bend the plastic, and then the screw popped out through the hole, like oh. the hole stripped over the screw. Huh. And I was like, well, I, that's okay too, that, I guess. <laughs> that, that might have worked out better, actually. Yeah, but it's still bent, though. That's the one thing. That uh, okay. I probably should have tried to unbend it more than I did, but mm. I didn't want to completely fuck it up. So anyway, the reason why I think that may not have been my fault was because then, then when I had this screw that was still screwed in, and I was like, well, if I'm going to put this back together, now I actually need to still get that screw out of the way. Hmm. So I got a pair of pliers and was untwisting it, and it was really fucking stuck in there. I was like, I think it might have been like the threads were misaligned when it was manufactured. Oh, wow. So I never could have unscrewed it successfully. Hmm. But yeah, I eventually worked it out with a pair of pliers, eventually. It was well difficult. And then took everything apart, put the new stick in, had a momentary problem with trying to get like ribbon cables to reattach pr- correctly because it's actually way more fiddly than it looks. Hmm. It's because like, the ribbon cables, they don't really like attach exactly. They like they sit a- on top of their connectors and then there's like a little bit of plastic that kind of folds down which holds it in place. Oh, right. But it's like it's it's an incredibly tiny thing. Yeah. And it's really difficult to tell whether you've, whether you've got it aligned correctly while you're trying to fucking manipulate this bit of plastic to mm. fold back Check over. Back in. So that took a goddamn age and I again I thought I was screwed, but <laughs> eventually I managed to do it. And I now have a functioning Joy-Con again with a slightly bent bit of plastic and one less screw. <laughs> Not the cleanest repair job. No, though. but it works. Yeah, I, that, it's a bit worrying. Perhaps, well, is it worrying though? Because like most people would never actually need to unscrew their Joy-Con, you'd hope. Well, so. apart from all these drifting sticks. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was the right one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. So arguably the more complicated one because of the sensor. Well, the, the right one yeah, has the stuff. has the has the sensor, but the left one has the NFC. Right, yeah. It's got so the, it's, it's got the they Amiibo both just really. have stuff in. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got through that whole process and I was like, okay, now Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that now, game. Yeah. So then I went into that and played some Luigi's Mansion. And, you know, it's Luigi's Mansion, I guess. Now let's talk about all the bad things. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Happy Salad review. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's like, it's a fine... I, I I don't know if I was like... Well, the trouble is I'm only like halfway through, I guess. So mm. I can't fully say what the total experience is like. But it is very, like, similar to 2. Mm. It has the same, like, there's six hidden gems on each floor rather than in 2 where it was in each mini house or whatever. <laughs> it's mm. like 2 had this weird multiple mansions thing going on. But yeah, there's the six hidden gems. Then once you've cleared the floor, there's one boo that appears on the floor and all those usual... It's basically exactly the same structure as Luigi's Mansion 2, more or less. Right. Which is quite different from the first. Yeah, which is quite a lot different from the first. Um, But then, like, the other thing that I found, like, not necessarily bad, but kind of surprising was like, you don't actually fight that many ghosts. <laughs> There's a lot of time you're just sort of wandering around and looking at things and, and huh. solving little environmental puzzles. Not Weird. actually very many ghosts involved. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, some of the environmental puzzles in Luigi's Mansion 1 were sort of spooky and, yeah. ghost- and ghostly. Sure. Right? Even if there wasn't a straight up a ghost that you had to fight. Yeah, I feel like quite a lot of, I mean, some of the, I guess the whole, and you know, 
the whole hotel thing you're in is still like spooky overall mm. but not like super spe- like some floors are just like regular hotel floors it's like here's the ballroom and here's the movie studio for some reason <laughs> but i mean okay maybe not totally regular but it's just like it doesn't look like it's a haunted movie studio it's just like it's just a movie studio and there's some ghosts in there sometimes not enough spiders you mean <laughs> maybe not enough cobwebs for you to suck up and yeah clean oh god man the amount of shit you suck up in this game is just ridiculous it's just like it's more it's less luigi, luigi hunting ghosts and more like luigi cleaning up but like super cleaning up he, he's like a minimalist <laughs> he doesn't want any shit on any surface just get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> luigi's house flipper <laughs> so they don't like like even if like because it was it the banquet room or whatever it was called the the dining room yeah. sort of thing from the first game like you try and suck up the cutlery and stuff and it would just sort of jiggle about yeah now it just goes <laughs> you just suck up everything you just suck up swords suck up movie reels <laughs> it all just disappears it still has you know if there, if there's a sheet or a cloth you still plug it into the vacuum and then pull it and then tug it. I bet he likes to think all of this is getting teleported to Egad and he's selling it. Yeah, I mean, that's like, where does it go when it goes into this tiny vacuum that's on your back? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the ghost, that makes sense. But where does all this other crap and all the money? Uh, so much money. Everything has money in it. Yeah, and the money now is used, right? Kind of. Not really, though. Because it was always just like a score tally. Yeah, it still basically game. is. Okay, oh, right. Like there is a store you can in Lego. You can spend like a very tiny amount of money. There's there's the basically lives, except they're not exactly like lives. It's like more like a res. If you if you run out of health, you just get back up, and you can buy up to three of those mm. at a time. So however many you want. And then there's like scanners that reveal the locate what room a the booze and gems are in. Oh, okay. But only one. So you have to buy that over and over. But like, why would you? <laughs> the whole I, was, way of the I, was, game. I was about to say, are they? It, does that feel like cheating at that point if you're having to use those? Or? I mean, it's cheating or convenience, mm. or if you're completely stumped. I guess you just buy that a bit. Uh, you know, it still only tells you what room it's in. It doesn't okay. solve the puzzle if it's the gem or whatever. Okay, interesting. So the puzzles can be. You're, do you think the puzzles are was it oblique enough or obtuse enough that you might hit that scenario? Well, I think some times they might be but it's like there's this other problem that i have with the game in general which is like that it it feels like it's just it just doesn't do a very good job of telegraphing things sometimes like enemies and sometimes just like environmental things where i'm just like what what am i meant to do and then it's like oh that really wasn't that obvious i guess Hmm. like but then that yeah but that was kind of the from what I remember of the first game, that was sort of part of the point in that you could, okay, if things spat out money or something, yeah, like in the first game, it's like you could think, oh right, that that was a a thing I had to interact with. Yeah, <laughs> it was the things that didn't move. Yeah, right. The or didn't jiggle that you were like, oh, hang on, this isn't responding to me. This must be important. Yeah, I guess it's kind of helpful, but I don't think that it's like the I had. Real trouble with uh, like a couple of the boss fights. One of which I just didn't even. The thing is, it even has like a hint system. Like Egad comes over the radio and is like, "Here's a hint. Mm. If you if you get stuck in a place for long enough." But even this hint in the boss fight didn't help because it's this. It's a like a knight dude, and he's fully armored up, which makes him invulnerable to your flashlight, of course, because that's how ghosts work in Luigi's Mansion, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
so you can't stun him. So it's like, obviously, you're looking for an opening to somehow get past the armor, and then you mm. can stun him, and then you do all the usual things. <laughs> right. Slam him around the room a bit. Yeah, do that, do the Luigi's Mansion thing. But so what he he like rides around the room. It's like an arena. He rides around this arena, and then he like eventually he fires arrows at you for a while, and then eventually he like points towards you, and the horse rears up, and then he charges you, and you know that's a big attack. Mm. And I was like, okay, so where the fuck is the opening for this? And the only like, and Egad doesn't tell you any more hint. He's just like, look for an opening. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm trying. Cheers, Gad. But like, it's. A kind of too subtle animation, I think, because what happens is like he re- the horse rears up, and then as he's about to start the lunging animation with the lance, his head comes up out of the armor slightly. Oh wow! Okay, and it's like yeah. that—that's where you have to hit him. So you basically—I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. You have to face him down when he's about to do the charge attack. That's kind of cool. It's kind yeah. of a traditional boss yeah. thing, but it was like it was too subtle for me to see that easily. Hmm. That that was the exact moment you had to do it. And then, like the 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 boss in the garden area where he has like a pro- uh, not a piranha plant, a Venus flytrap. <laughs> For some reason, it's not a piranha plant. I mean, it could have been it's a Mario yeah, game. That's weird. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but he has this plant, and what you eventually work out is you have to lure the plant to, to bite these like giant pumpkin things that just keep occasionally spawning in the arena, and then it gets stuck, and then you use a saw blade to slice through the piranha plant, and then you can attack the boss guy. Hmm. But the trouble with that is, like, the, there's only one of the plant attacks that will do that where it gets stuck. The other attacks that it does destroy the pumpkin things. Mm. So you're like, until- so I suppose it, like the first time, you, the few first few times you try it, it'd be like, all right, that's not the trick. Yeah, it, it, you think like, oh, it's not. It's it just destroys these pumpkin things. But then you're like, okay, but why are these pumpkin things there? They must do something. But then you like you're trying to vacuum them or manipulate them or hit them with the saw or something but it's like that's not it's just that one of the attacks interacts with those pumpkins in a way that's beneficial yeah so you're making it sound like the boss fights are the weakness of this game well no because the boss fights are actually cool like they have as i mean the the first real boss fight you get to which is like the um mozart guy in the in the piano hall he has like cool multiple stages, and is this a trope now? Because there's always got to be one like music fight. Oh sure, I mean in in the because Luigi's Mansion One has a music room. I mean that makes sense, though, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah, he has a cool fight. You, he possesses the piano. You know, Mario sixty four reference clearly, hmm. and then and then you know he slams the ground, and then a shockwave comes out, and you jump it, and then he fires bombs, and you fire them back into the piano, and then it falls over, and then you flip it over, and then he comes out, and then you chase him around the room a bit. It's like, it's kind of, kind of a cool, multi-stage fight. Mm. And that one was fine. It made sense. And, you know, sometimes they do telegraph, telegraph things correctly. Like, when the piano... When you fire the when the bombs come out and you fire the bomb back in, the piano flips up onto its side on the edge of the stage, and there's like a circle in the middle of the bottom of the piano where you're meant to fire your plunger because the circle is like the universal symbol for where you're firing plungers at. It's like <laughs> that's that's fine. That is this fine. how all plumbing works? <laughs> yes, clearly. It's, it's like Luigi being a plumber. Yeah, would he be must well know. aware of this. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like that one's fine. But some of these other ones, they just don't. And the same problem sort of extends even into the environment. Like at the start of the medieval castle section where you fight that guy at the end, there's you come out onto the, like a bit that overlooks the arena. And it's like there's a gate on the right, which you can't go through. And 
if you if you look at the map or if you've played video games enough, you might realize mm-hmm. that that's like the exit gate. Right. It's like I'm going to come out of that when I'm done with this area, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then on the left, there's another door, but it's got like bars over it, so you can't go in there. And I I kind of bars. It's a Guigi job, right? No, it's not, wrong kind of bars. Uh-huh. It's not like a. It's literally like blocking the door rather than being bars that you could go through oh, the door. Right, right, right. But like it, I didn't really get stuck here. I, well, I think I did for a little bit, but like I've seen several videos of other people playing this bit and several other people have this problem where you, you walk around and like there's a chest to open and there's like you can vacuum up watermelons from this fruit stand and fire in them at armor and the armor breaks and money comes out as everything does, <laughs> as money does. Money. But like, and then they're like, okay, so how the hell do you open this door? And they're just wandering around. But the thing is that the door only opens through a sequence, and the sequence only triggers if you walk far enough forwards onto this little, like, semicircle sticky out bit that overlooks the arena. And that semicircular sticky out bit has, like, nothing in it. There's, like, no objects in there. So there's no oh. reason for you to walk into that area right. to trigger this sequence. Yeah, it's that's... like they've, made, they've actually sort of made a UI end error. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a flaw. But there's that seems to be um, like that kind of thing those happens sort of, sometimes. Yeah, those things definitely. That, that's, can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's definitely been games I've played where that happens, right? Where you walk into a room and you have it, you have a cursory scan with your own eyes, <laughs> yes. and you look at it and go, "There's nothing interesting for me here yet. I'll, I'm gonna leave." And yeah. then actually, what the game wants you to do is to walk like into the middle of the room precisely, and then something will happen. Yeah, and figures. so you end up spending like far too much time then faffing around with where else you can go. Yeah, because it should have just done a thing as you entered the room. Yeah, exactly. That trigger should have been on the entry to the room, not at this arbitrary location. Yeah, that that really winds me up. That does. So yeah, that you know, that's the kind of thing that I feel about this game is there's just occasional bits like that where it's like not quite polished. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's not quite polished. It's like not quite understanding how a human plays a game. <laughs> I don't know what you call that exactly. Yeah. Do you think it's because well, maybe it's been like as you said it's the sort of seasoned gamer thing where it's like you look at it and go, "Yep, nothing interesting." Yeah, maybe. Whereas if you're a cash, maybe you're a filthy casual. You just sort of wander in and be like, oh, what's this room? <laughs> like, sure. sorry, I painted that in a terrible light, but. It's like, it is just the fact that there was literally nothing in that semicircle area. That was there. I mean, there's a, there's a bin like right next to it. And obviously you walk up and you interact with the bin and then money comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme of Luigi's Mansion. Oh, money you, comes and out. You think the overlook would be the if they just the moved room. that bid like ten feet further along to be in the overlook? Problem right. solved. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because you'd, you'd go to it. And then the other thing I wanted to mention that's not really a problem, but is kind of hella weird, is like the controls. Because obviously it's a Luigi's Mansion game; they've all had weird, weird controls. The first one because it had to, and then the second one because it was on the 3DS, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they had to change it a bit, didn't they, for that? Because you couldn't, they couldn't rely on dual analog. Yeah, that was the that was the thing. But this one has like, it's a the weird thing about the it has settings, but like not real settings. It has Nintendo settings, <laughs> as you do. So the default controls. At first, I thought they were weird, but then I realised they're just it's just first person shooter controls. Except it's not a first person shooter, so it doesn't work. <laughs> Right stick causes you to rotate. 
But that's how the first one worked, right? Yeah, but it causes Luigi to rotate, like, depends. Car control. Yeah, well, like, kind of tank control, I guess. Mm. But, like, it's, I, it is just, like, normal first person shooter commands, but because it's a fixed perspective third person camera, it's like, that's just weird. I'm pretty sure that's how the first game worked. But it's also, you know, it's also doubly weird because if you don't, if you don't touch the right stick, he resets yeah, his face. Yeah, facing. He, he goes into Mario style. Yeah, so then when you start moving the right stick again, you, you've like resetted yourself. You. Yeah, no, that sounds identical to the first game. But it's like, it's, I mean, it's fine, but it's like still really kind of confusing. But what's weirder about it is the options you can set because that option is known as omnidirectional, hmm. where the right stick is, the right stick does rotate left and right and look up and down. You can change that setting to horizontal only. That only does the rotate, or that's what you'd think, but no, because <laughs> so obviously horizontal only implies that motion controls become involved. Oh no, it's become twin stick then, but without the look yes, up. Right. it turns into twin stick because it removes the up and down from okay. the stick and puts it on motion controls, and then the right stick just becomes a pointer. Oh. <laughs> well, that actually sounds all right. Yeah, it's like way better as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But it's so weird that that like it it. Pretty much does does completely change how that game controls, mm. and in not in not in a you know not in an obvious way, judging by the name of this control setting. Mm. But that, it, sounds, that sounds Splatoon. Yeah, like, I can get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I, some people don't like motion controls. But I always thought the up and down was perfectly fine in Splatoon as well. Yeah, but yeah, the, it was just weird. And then there's the other the other option you can set is whether you whether you lock your direction when you start vacuuming or any of your other buttons that cause the vacuum to do things like the flash bulb or whatever. You can have yourself get locked in a direction or you can have it so it just continues to follow the left stick, mm. which I think is better. Mainly so you can charge the bulb and turn around because that's right. kind of important. So yeah, it's kind of a weird controlling game in general, but you know, it, it now that it actually has dual sticks and it's not a C stick or a button on the 3DS. It's like, now it, now it can actually function like a real game. Did they ever support new 3 Did It, it predated new 3DS. Yeah, well, yeah, it's quite a long way. Right, okay. So yeah. I don't know so, if they so did patch so, it back So it in. wouldn't have support for the little nubbin. Yeah, I don't know if they made, they might have made that work. Because, you know, but it wasn't, as you know, I never got around to actually playing your copy yes. that you lent me for like a god knows how long yep. on my new 3DS. But it, uh, like, it didn't matter in 2 because it was designed to function within that limit. You had a button, and the button was just look up. Oh, I see. And yeah. that was, you know, that was the you game needed. was designed to manage that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's good that they actually do... I'm actually kind of happy that they support the original control scheme. Like, <laughs> Yeah, know. maybe if you... like, I mean, I, I did play some of Louise Mansion 1, but obviously I'm not that familiar with it. So maybe it's like... if you, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, maybe you would have known... Like, maybe if I played that more, I would have been more used to those controls, and mm. 2 would have seemed weird at the time. Man, Luigi's Mansion 1 is, is such a great game. It's, it's like, tiny in comparison. Well, yeah, sure. But it's, like, uh, it's such a tight experience. Like, all of the ghosts you come across are so... I mean, yeah, you've got the bog-standard ones that are just hovering around every now and then. Yeah. But, like, the ones you're actively trying to capture, and you only capture once, they're all unique, and they're all great. Yeah. 
it's I mean that's what the boss fights are now, I guess. It's not it's not quite the same as Luigi's Mansion one where they were just sort of there. It's a family in the mansion. Yeah. Right? Or yeah, the previous owners or something. I mean there were a couple of things that you would call actual boss fights, obviously. Sure. There were a few. The baby or whatever. There were like three ish across the entire game. And I think maybe the the other slight it's not really. Know, a, there's a few more than that. Yeah. It's not really a problem, but it's just a thing that it may it maybe sort of misdirects you to is that it's hella linear. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, because they even in the first one was kind of hella linear because of the keys, sort of. And it, yeah, you kind of went to different floors, and like the floors were kind of the the linearity a little bit, but a this, little bit. This one kind of like tr- kind of tricks you at the start because the way you're the way you're progressing is you're getting the missing buttons for the elevator to allow you to access the new floors of the hotel. Right. And right at the start, the first boss ghost you do gives you the buttons for one and five. So it's like it it yeah, gives you think, oh, it gives you this hit this idea that well maybe it's not gonna be fully linear, but then that's the only time that happens and every other time it's just been the next consecutive number up. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh well never mind. So two, three and four are the optional floors. No. Except they're not optional because you need them to get to six. Yeah, you have to go through them in order. Right. And two isn't even really a floor, which was weird. This was another one of those situations where there weren't that many ghosts because the way the the floors are laid out is one is like the lobby of the hotel mm. and then two is like the restaurant area, I guess. But it's connected by a staircase from the first floor. So you can you can walk oh, to, you can just go there. You can walk yeah. to floor two pretty much immediately. Mm. You can't get to the actual restaurant part until you have the plunger, but that happens pretty quickly as well. Mm. But then you can just go to there and wander around and there's nothing there until the game eventually tells you to go there and it's like, oh now the boss has spawned. It's spooky. <laughs> now the chef is in the kitchen. That's weird. Yeah, some of it could uh, hmm. Is, uh, they do feel like odd decisions in a way because it's like, you know, why not, why not just shut it off somehow? Like, just have a key, just have the have the Luigi shaky hand animation. Well, I mean, they did like, though. That's the thing. You need the plunger to be able to access that bit, but you can do that, and the, it's still not that point in the game. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that stuff annoys me because it's like that's what it's, because it it only annoys me really because the first game didn't do that right. They're like. Pretty much every area always had the problem. You might not have been able to deal with it yet. Yeah. But the area would always be spooky in some way until you cleared it. And it's I also, think. It's also weird if you like go back to areas you've already been to. Sometimes there'll be new ghosts. Sometimes there'll be more fights. Oh, really? Actually, sometimes there'll be more fights than there were originally when you went through the area. Hmm. It's just like, oh, now, the, now all those, these ghosts are here. I've unlocked hard mode. But they're, but they're like pointless. There's no reason to fight these ghosts because they're not important ghosts. And all they can give you is a tiny amount of money, which is, you know, I mean, I guess, but it's like a really tiny amount of money. It's not even like the amount of money that comes out of a bin. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think, that's, I think that stuff was like the regular ghosts were limited to corridors. Yeah. In the first I think game. So. And that, so if you went into a room you'd cleared before, it'd be a safe space. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. Did they remaster that or yeah, re release it? It's on, the, it's on the Switch. It's on the, yeah. You could have played it before this one could if you really wanted to. Could then. But yeah, apart from those weird like niggles and that are just like weird in this very specific way, it's a perfectly fine game, and I'm only halfway through it. Although, like, I'm only the only reason that I haven't got through more of it, I feel like, is because like 
I don't know if the, if this specific locked camera third person view agrees with me. It's like I start getting some amount of nausea, but not like real nausea. But oh, I like really? I just can't really play it for as long as I usually would a game. But it's like fixed angle, right? You're always looking from one orientation most of the time. Most of the time, you know, the camera will sweep around to zoom in on a on a specific angle when it needs to. Sure. And sometimes that can be quite kind of distracting. But yeah. Oh, and Gooigi, of course. Forgot to mention the important mechanic of the game. Gooigi. Gooigi. <laughs> Are there any death stairs? There's, there was an escalator that got really fast. Well, no Luigi death stairs. Oh, no. no, not death, death stairs. stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no Luigi death stair. Well, I mean, arguably, Gooigi has a pretty death stair. Because he never has any expression ever, no, <laughs> which right. they play on in the sequence a couple of times. That's kind of where like a goose, too. where a ghost comes out of the wall and tries to scare Gooigi, and he's just like, <laughs> he just blank <laughs> He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't really make any sense because it's just Luigi controlling. Well, in single player anyway, it's just Luigi controlling Gooigi. He goes into like a sleep pose <laughs> when you switch between them, which also they actually account for. Like if you're if you pick up like a a key or whatever, like an important item while you're while you're Guigi and Luigi is still on screen. Guigi does like a half animation, like he does a thumbs up but like a sleepy thumbs up. <laughs> oh cool. Oh that's awesome. <laughs> and they like even... the, the, oh I mean you've just reminded me like the, the the key music from the first game. <laughs> yep. That weird like horn jingle. Yep. It's like oh so good. And they do. They also do that in an actual sequence where, like, Guigi defeats a boss, a uh, boss that you have to fight as Guigi, and then it it zooms out to where Guigi is, and he's like, "Oh, what? I just won? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so he sort of, I guess it. I guess maybe he is like in a dreamlike state the whole time. Then when it's yeah, Guigi, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Although the more worrying part about how Guigi is like Luigi and that this thing is. There's a section where you have to use Greasy to go through these bars to collect a variety of keys. Mm. And if you don't walk him back out through the bars and you re- and you retrieve him, he leaves the key behind. Oh. But but you can when he picks up a key, he does the normal Luigi putting a thing away animation, but you can still see the key inside him. And oh, then you're like that's cool. But, yeah, but then you're like, but then what's Luigi doing? <laughs> What is Luigi doing when he's doing that animation? <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. I like that. I like that a lot. These little details yes. every now and then that are just like, oh man, that's it. And you know, the graphics are good, obviously. Mm. It's a Nintendo Switch game. <laughs> they do a good job. Good lighting and all that stuff. They're obviously kind of important for having a torch that is always there. Yeah, yeah. Got to be for a spooky game. Yes, so that's fine. I mean, as as far as the story goes, it's the exact same story again. King Boo portraits, all that, it, all that so, stuff. So that's super obvious from the start, is it? Well, I mean, at the very start, they do the you know the classic fake out where it's a nice hotel, and then you go sure. to sleep and it becomes spooky, <laughs> of course. And then the the hotel owner is actually a ghost, really obviously. Mm-hmm. But then the whole reason that she like. She invites you there because she loves King Boo, apparently. 
So she released King Boo from the painting that he got trapped in at the end of Luigi's Mansion 2 because she also lured Egan to this same hotel to steal the painting with the, all the ghosts that you captured in Luigi's Mansion 2. So all of basically this whole game is Luigi's Mansion 2 because you've just moved it to a hotel because all of the ghosts and King Boo are the ones from Luigi's Mansion 2, literally. Hmm. <laughs> and then King Boo's like, oh, I've trapped all your friends in paintings again, because apparently that's what we do. Yeah. And then Luigi runs away and somehow doesn't get captured. We have no better use for this. Other than putting Mario in it. Yep. Actually, in fairness, they went, you know, Mario 64 proved you can put anything in a painting. You put a whole <laughs> bloody world in yep. a painting. Well, I mean, Luigi's Mansion, when you shine the dark light on the paintings of money and money comes out. <laughs> <laughs> the dark light is from Luigi's Mansion. My too, money painting. Yeah, there's a lot. The, the thing, the, the money coming out of everything reminded me there was this joke from Penny Arcade. I don't know if it was actually made it into the strip or whether it was in one of their podcasts. But they made a joke about um, one of the older Devil May Cry's. How absolutely everything in Devil May Cry is full of demon blood. Yeah, red orbs. Yeah. (laughs) And that's basically what you just mentioned, apart from it's money. Everything is just full of money. Well, they actually sort of moved away from that in Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I noticed when I was watching it, because the demon blood is now completely congealed onto a little tree thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't just break break everything. Not just in a bin. (laughs) Because I spent a lot of time in Devil May Cry 4, like, destroying chairs, hoping the green stuff would come out. (laughs) Yep, more demon blood. I need some health. Yeah, everything has money in in the expansion. And everything is money. Like rats. Flash it with the flashlight, turn into money. (laughs) Is that their symbolism for business? Well, all, rats. The, all the small critters turn into money if you flash mm-hmm. them. Rats, crows, spiders. Okay. Snakes. At least, at least for spiders, there is actually a money spider. Ayo! <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, I'm expecting this game to continue to be perfectly fine. I mean, the themes. <laughs> <laughs> The level themes are like kind of cool, I guess. I mean, it doesn't make sense that it's in a hotel. They should have made it a haunted theme park. Right. But especially with this like whole medieval section where it's like, you know, the classic torture chambers and you go into this arena to fight the night dude at the end. Like, it's a very classic medieval castle thing that you might see in a theme park. So it's randomly in a hotel. <laughs> and the movie studio and the, and the garden area. At least the garden area actually has rooms, like an actual hotel. <laughs> Places where people could have theoretically stayed at some point with beds and bathrooms, not like the castle where it's just a castle and the movie studio where it's just a movie studio. <laughs> so yeah, that's Luigi's Mansion. I expect I'll probably finish it because why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't it? It's not that difficult. Also, apart from the confusion, it's not yeah. actually a difficult game. <laughs> sure, sounds good though. Yep. Um, and then you know. Other things I played, I briefly played some Minecraft again because more mod packs. I've been discovering that like a lot of the mod packs that are, that I don't know the name of when I go when I look at a new list of like what you know what's the popular mod pack at the moment, and I look through the list of mods, and it's like I don't recognize some of these. So I'll go in. I've been starting to realize that a lot of them are just like the new versions of old mods that like oh, okay. mods that have been abandoned and have just been remade right. but they now have a new name 
like, someone else made it. Yeah, because someone else remade the whole thing. Mm. Like it, it used to be called Simple Reactors, and now it's Nuclear Craft. It used to be called Industrial Craft, and now it's Greg Tech. <laughs> Greg it used to be called Tech. Equipment <laughs> Exchange, and now it's Project B. Greg Tech. Is that like Gary's mod? <laughs> <laughs> if only. It's actually just Industrial Craft. Industrial Craft was super old, though. That was like one of the first like real attempts at making a sort of you know mechanics heavy mm. mod for Minecraft with cables and all that kind of stuff before the forge existed, which made that kind of thing much easier. Mm. So yeah, I went into some other bits of mod packs and fiddled around and looked at weird things in Minecraft as you do, and that was more or less it. Just Luigi's Mansion was all I needed to talk about for a long time. <laughs> Good. No, it's interesting. It's good stuff. Sweet. So me. Yep. Yes. I guess I... it's time for you, Rob. What's your big game now... of the week? You need to talk about um, that game that I referenced earlier that you need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, worlds. Yep. But... About why it's not Fallout. <laughs> but first, but it kind of is. But first, but first, where did I get to with Devil May Cry last episode? I I don't think you really mentioned how far you'd got into it last episode. I think right. you just talked about it in general. I think I was about halfway. Yeah, if my memory serves me right. I think I was about halfway through. I think I'd got to the Dante stuff. Yeah, which you know it was doing the Devil May Cry Four thing, where it's like, oh hey Dante, yeah, he's in this game. <laughs> Suddenly, Suddenly. Uh, yeah. So I finished it. I finished the campaign anyway. Like. The, f- the first play, like, supposed it's oh, like no, all does it have May- some fancy new game class or does well, it just have difficulty? Yeah, so it does the same thing that all the Devil May Cry's do in that, um, when you finish it on Devil Hunter mode, which is their like normal mode, yeah, you unlock Son of Sparda mode, which is their hard mode, right? And then if you defeat Son of Sparda mode, you then start getting the weirder modes, like, so you get Heaven or Hell mode, yeah, which is like everything, everything dies in one hit, including you. Which is, I quite enjoyed that in DMZ. Yeah. That was a fun way to play that. Because boss fights even yeah. works the same way. It's like the rules just, that rule was just everywhere. And then once you've done that, you've got hell or hell and hell, which is like, you die in one hit, but everything else takes normal hit or an extended amount of damage. So it's really, really bloody difficult. I've stopped. <laughs> okay. It's like, I played like the first level on Son of Sparta and it's like, well, it's just like, okay, there's new enemy placement, there's new positions here, but I, I don't really fancy playing through all of this again, and and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I'd like the second half of that game loses style, like frustratingly. It does. It's sort of even though it's not quite the same problem as Devil May Cry Four, where you play the entire game backwards <laughs> and then play some terrible dice games. Right. Devil May Cry Five suffers from just a lack of variety. Just straight up. Like, by the time you start getting to the second half of the game, you're spending the majority of the game in the Klypoff environment. Uh, and Klypoff is basically what they call the big evil tree yeah. in this game. And it's like, well, it just kind of looks like a rocky ass tree when you're in it. Like, just sort of. And really, the bits, even the bits that I saw, you were spending a lot of time in like a ruined city and bits of the underground. It's like, that's kind of rocky as well. <laughs> so. That's actually the outlier, the bit you saw when I was in like that sort of ruin. Yeah. That old ruin. That's the one time that happens in the game. And it's the, but it's got a bit of Klypoff in there as well. Well, yes. Yeah. It's, it's invading. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of the one time the game actually does something different with its aesthetic. It's either city, that ruin, or Klypoff tree. And that's kind of it. Like, go. and you might get different lighting in the Klypoff. <laughs> sure. Like, 
but it's, it's they like, needed more bayonetta. Oh, yeah, it's it's just it gets real boring after a while. It really does. It's like I want to be, even though that's it's all it is is set dressing, right? In these games, yeah. Like, it, but it's just. I mean, it, it just doesn't get interesting, and even the mission design gets really simple, like like go to place basically, mm. fight things along the way. It, it's just not inventive with why you're there. Um, the, the characters are constantly bickering amongst themselves, basically to be like, "Hey, let's all go do this together," and they're like, "Nope." I don't want to do this together. I'm going to go my own way because, different routes. because I'm Dante and I'm actually an asshole. You know, it's like that's uh, or I'm Nero and I must do my revenge plot at any cost. Hmm. And so they all go and do their own thing, which gives you an excuse to have three missions instead of one in the same place. You know, it's it's kind of rubbish. <laughs> Is what I mean. Like in terms of actual structure, it's kind of bad. I mean, it seems like they've kind of that is definitely they've stepped it back quite a long way. Because like I mean, Dante in the earlier games practically could have been Bayonetta in terms of crazy shit that he could have been doing, fighting on the back of jet fighters or whatever. Yeah, they they just don't ever go that way. They don't like for all of their all of the talk about being like super stylish and all that stuff, and like having a focus on that in terms of. The aesthetic of the game in general. Yeah. They then just don't land it with the actual gameplay and where you actually are and it's, it's all the story it's telling it. Like it never hits that. And it's, it, it's made extra frustrating because the start of that game has that element. Like I played the first couple missions of it again in Sod of Sparta and it's like, there's a hint of hope. Like every, like playing it again, there was just like, Oh yeah, this game actually starts real well. Like it's cool. It's got attitude. It's got some cutscenes that are badass, mm. and it's mm. and you're being introduced to that Devil Trigger song quite a lot, which is actually <laughs> pretty good and is growing on me. The more I hear it, is uh, like this. This could be rad, and then it isn't. It's just like even that. Even some of the, the like the more outlandish stuff I talked about, like the um. The, the telephone box, like summon the car sequences. Yeah, I I didn't see a single another one of those since the last time I spoke. No. It's like they just stopped, and it just and the, then it started. The car got into the tree, and that was enough. and that was it. It, <laughs> it couldn't go anywhere else in the story, so they didn't summon. You don't summon the car anymore. You just find the divinity statues, which are just just glow, and there you go. They're a shop, and it's like so. It's like even that element of style that you had goes away it's like it's it's it's, it's just it, the whole thing always feels awkward like there's something about the banter between the characters never feels quite right like dante never feels snarky and cool enough hmm. he never like half of his one-liners i feel like they never make sense he just says a thing <laughs> um most of nero's dialogue is guess i'll do this thing now then or poetry yeah, well, no, that's V. Oh, no, that's the that's V. V reads poetry. <laughs> so third guy. V is actually one of the better characters, as it turns out. Like, you put all three of them together, and V is actually kind of almost good, <laughs> I would say. Um, and it's just like, okay, spoilerish kind of discussion now. I'm going to get into it. The story sucks, right? Because basically it's just like, like, as far as I can tell, the story is, hey, we went to the tree, we found this guy, this guy was super powerful. We all lost. Yeah. Let's do that again. We all lost. Let's do that again. Oh, we sort of 
sort of did a thing this time. Sounds like Brave did a whole. You just, you just, yeah, kinda. You just. That seems to be the only motivation. There's no reason for it. You're just like most of the time. You're just going, yeah, I'm gonna let's let's go fight this guy again because we have to, right? Let's just go do it again. Yeah, except along, like... except along the way, they sort of a, a couple of little things happen, like. I don't know. Dante discovers that he can't. He, that he's he doesn't just have devil trigger. Oh no, he has like super devil trigger as well, which they call sin devil trigger. Right. And it's like so. There's like an extra. They've gone like super super saiyan or whatever it's called, <laughs> yeah. like god form saiyan. Well, I, I get lost in the Dragon Ball stuff, but it's yeah. like yeah, there's like there's like a level two, and it's like so that his power level increased. <laughs> so, the, so there's that, and they actually end up then. Where, where some of the stuff that's revealed towards the end of the game is actually vaguely interesting, and it's like a bit of me is like, well, if you did that stuff at the halfway point and then made more of that for the second half, With like the, the... it's like a, a dynamic evolves that's actually really kind of good, but it happens right at the end. Mm. They needed to write in some more MacGuffins. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lady and Trisha there just to say, hey, we put the ladies here. And we wrapped them up in a bad guy at one point, and you free them from the bad guys. And hey, let's have some gratuitous nudity. Okay, yep. that's the only reason they're there. It's I. It just cements the fact that I just don't get why this franchise is as big as it is. Other games in the genre are just better. They just are. <laughs> Drop your fanboyism. <laughs> I think this is the time to be saying that mm. with the Pokemon situation going on. Do you think it DMC is that, like, <laughs> the early ones were the best in the genre and therefore people got attached maybe, to them? Maybe, now... but then DMC, like Devil May Cry 2, is like considered the worst, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, and you yeah. could argue Devil May Cry 1 doesn't really hold up now because it's like. Well, no, not now, well, yeah, but, but I'm just saying. It's, it's a bit clunky. Yeah. It's whether it was good at the time. That's why the fanboys start. It was good at the time. It was kind of unique at the time. Um, and I can respect it for that, right? It was it was doing something a bit new. It was doing something with a bit of attitude that, in a way that hadn't been done quite as well. It hadn't been executed quite as well as the first game had done. It was, it was, it was a step forward for the character action genre. <laughs> um, but man, Platinum Games have just ruined them. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, Bayonetta is the one. Ninja, even Ninja Theory, I think, showed 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 me how it should be done. Mm. Like, I can't. I just can't step away from it. It's it's so hard. I'm trying to appreciate this game in the same way everyone else does, but I just don't see it. And I, I just think some of the boss fights, especially some of the later ones in this game, are just straight up bad and just awkward. And there's something about the the fact that the, the way attacks are timed where it's like, okay, there's a don't get me wrong, I see there is a way to perfect these fights. There is a way to absolutely nail how you're doing things. But it's crazy not obvious like half the time. It's like, okay, where is the moment I'm supposed to dodge this attack? Because I thought I was supposed to be on the offensive right now but then they just have some attack that comes out of nowhere and you're like, ah, that goes half my health. You know, It's just that's the telegraphing thing, right? It's it's like it's occasionally some not not really good at that. Or even that boss it's, fight that I saw you do. It's just like 
Okay, which one was that? The big, the first time you get the super devil trigger or whatever, where you fight that big walkie dude and he has the tentacles that come out. (laughs) Oh, wait, so I was, oh, right, yeah, I was flying. The first time you're flying, effectively. Yeah. But, like, his, his, that attack where the tentacles come out. Yeah, he's like the bad guy you see at the start of the game. When the tentacles come out, they come, even though that's like telegraphing an attack, they come out so, like, like, slowly but like they like they weave around and then it's like when is this hit going to happen yeah yeah the hit point is really tricky and a lot of the attacks are like that a lot of them will have like a wind up that's like either excessively long or just have a a sweep that some yeah some attacks will just be so big that they go off screen and then come back Mm. and it's uh yours in himself a lot of the fights with him he has like area of effect attacks that he just summons on the floor but because the way he's so tall and you're so small the camera can be pointed up. Yeah. A lot of the time, you don't see the points on the floor where the attacks are coming from. It's like, I don't know. I just, I just, mm. I really want it to be better than it is, but it just isn't. It winds me up. It's frustrating. It's a, <laughs> it's a very frustrating experience because it's like the ingredients are there. They're just not tasting nice together. <laughs> Good. So I think I'm done with that. I don't think I'm going to play anymore. I've been, I dabbled going back into it here and there, but the the it has got a draw of sorts. But I think that's more hope than it is fun. Well, I think you've even though I've now gone yeah, through it, you've you know, pretty much extinguished that hope. Yeah, recently. yeah, it's weird. So let's talk about our world. Yeah, we probably should. Um. <laughs> Why did you end up playing that? Is the first question I want to ask. Game Pass, yo. Well, okay. I guess that makes <laughs> sense. It's just there. I wouldn't have thought I would have been on Game Pass. I know. Country. Pretty cool. Uh, I guess now Microsoft own Obsidian. It's like it, it falls, <laughs> I suppose. It that falls, was probably what they paid money for. Right, yeah. It falls under their hail first party games, even though it's not strictly a first party game this time. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, they all fall under the, hey, we're going to launch it. So they must have done some deal with. You were playing it on PC, thing. right? I'm playing the PC version, yeah. Is that through the Windows Store? Yes. Okay. Because I was wondering, because it's an Epic exclusive, but not really. But not really, no. Yeah. Because you, you can get it through the Windows Store. Um, but I was wondering if it was like a, one of those double launcher situations or something, where well, it was still running the Epic launcher n- behind the Windows no, Store. No, it isn't. No, it's entirely through. So you have to use, on Windows 10, you have to use the Xbox beta app right? Um, to get it Game Pass. Um because it's the PC version of Game Pass is still technically in beta. Yeah. So that's this is separate from the regular Xbox app that comes with Windows 10. You have to go out of your way to get this thing, um, to get the Xbox app, and then, and then I believe once you've said yes, it will download through the window through the Windows Store, right? Application or that that download mechanism, um, which has given me grief in the past. That, <laughs> that download mechanism is not good. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it was. But it's worked absolutely fine. Mm. It, it was. It was dodgy as hell for creature in the well. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, for this, it's been absolutely fine. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm running. I'm playing it on PC. I think it's a generally. It's a weird looking game. I think it's a good looking yeah. game, but it's a weird looking game. In terms so there's something of about aesthetics, or yeah, like the color palette of the planets is kind of. It's very pink. Well, I think that was, like it's quite pink. I like think that was probably intentional in like a get, let's get away from the Fallout Browns. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. It's definitely more colourful, and I appreciate that over Fallout. But it's like 
and I'd always call it like it's like a watercolor palette, but not presented in like as if the medium wasn't watercolor. Like it's 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 hard to describe. It's like sort of muted, mm. but also colorful. It's <laughs> to a certain extent, a bit of me thinks it's like okay, they've taken it, but then they've like next gen filtered it a little bit, just a little bit, like to dull it down from being like just outright. Well, they wanted it to be sunset overdrive. Yeah, they turned it down. Just a <laughs> yeah, bit. just a touch. <laughs> um, but also, I think like the temporal anti-aliasing that's on it is very, is very strong as well. As in, like everything looks a bit too blurred together. Hmm. It's like it doesn't look sharp on my screen. Like I'm only playing it on a 1080 screen. But it's like, um, uh, but yeah, it's like the, it's like that the, the TAA is just that little bit too turned up. Um, so it ends up with this sort of murky look to it. It's got a little bit of grime, let's say. Mm. And I don't know. In some places, that that feels intentional. But when it's like the naturey sort of look, I'm not sure it sits right. But it's, uh, you know, when you put it next to Fallout, it's like it's a better look again. Well, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah, it looks good. I think the char- character faces in particular look quite nice, even though it's obvious they've all sort of been built within this character generation system because they've all got none of the mouths are like hand animated, right? It's got one mm. of those like Mass Effect style. The mouths will animate to canned dialogue because there's quite a lot of dialogue yep. um, going on. Um, I'm trying to think where to even begin with this. Really, like, yeah, we've done the visuals because that's like easy to judge and all that kind of stuff. And it's, um, uh, you know, I like that they've gone. I suppose this is more aesthetic as well. It's like it's 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 slightly odd. I think just how fallouty the aesthetic is actually. Yeah, I know that's what I felt from the trailers and everything. It's like because it's weird. Yeah, like I I thought that maybe they were going to keep the visual aesthetic, like because we'd seen that right from the trailers. The bit that you don't also get is that, like, a lot of the audio, like, for the corp corporations and stuff like that, is also very fifties, right? right? They've got like, all the jingles and things. Yeah, the jingles are all done that style, like barbershop style, or, or like it's, the audio quality of transmissions and stuff is often quite grungy in that sort of radio-y it's like way. We have this shit it's... in Bioshock as well. I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. <laughs> there's actually quite a lot of Bioshock similarities going like, like even in the UI the way the UI looks is very Bioshock in places but is this one meant there's... to be is this meant to intentionally be like that because of the universe like is it in is it an in-universe reason for that or is that just never explained because honestly like in, I don't know in Fallout it actually is the 50s but yeah, nuclear yeah, power that was what, that was and then that's where that all comes from yeah uh, whereas this, I've had no law reason to explain why it's like this. Like, did we get to space like super early or something? And then it's an alternate timeline, or, or is it from the current day to the future? Uh, timeline is never really <laughs> explicitly mentioned. It's like the the plot line for you as a player is like you've been in stasis for at least seventy years, give or take, um, on an abandoned um, colony ship. They sent two colony ships out to this area, but only one of them got through, and your one started drifting. And it was in corporate interest to just sort of forget that that thing ever existed. It's literally the story of Freelancer. <laughs> oh, is it? I sort of forgot that. We, they send the colony ships from Earth, and they the three that make it become the United oh, States, right. Britain, and Japan. Mm. And then the fourth one that, the turn, one that gets lost and turns up later. Oh, and Germans. I forgot there was four. Fine. The fifth one that turns up later is where all the pirates come from. 
right. Because they get stuck in a shitty solar system with like this weird planet that's got this drug in the atmosphere that makes everyone permanently addicted. <laughs> so they all become criminals. <laughs> that's the, literally the story of Freelancer. Drugs are bad, okay? Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah they don't explain any of that. You're just sort of like you're the other ship, and it's like but that no one knows about. They call it that it's the hope, and it's known that it never made it. Right, right, because there's a there's a bar in one of the first places, one of the, well the second place you visit called the Lost Hope. Right, so it's 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 a, it's a well known thing that that thing never. But never why did. was it important though? Uh, yeah, that's the bit we we don't really know because it's like it's not really explain. You're like you're rescued by that crazy scientist from the trailers. Yeah. And he then puts you to work, supposedly, and I'm going to put this in giant quotation marks because I think this is a ruse, <laughs> in like supposedly with the end goal of bringing down the corporations and acquiring enough chemicals so that you, the rest of the colony ship can be brought out of cryostasis without suffering explosive cell death. Okay. Because like you're not supposed to be in cryostasis for that long. Right. And he only had enough to resurrect one person and he picked you. Supposedly. But then why, Giant, why does supposedly. he even care about the colony ship? Yeah, exactly. There's, it's that. That is the huge question mark that resides over the entire plot line right now. It's like I and I think that's a bit of a driving force problem for me. In that there's it, there's no why. Yeah, it's like, like it's it it could be a big reveal at the end of like the actual reason this is all going on, but because there's absolutely no hint to it, no. there's just like it's gonna be be a twist without any kind of foreshadowing at all yeah i don't know why i exist i don't know why i'm doing this. i don't know why i'm supposedly as powerful as i am in this world yeah why why were you the one that was chosen and because clearly you are super awesome i'm, I'm just i'm just capable of turning the tides on entire cultures and entire colonies like i can just do things like <laughs> although that's just fallout i guess yeah i guess <laughs> it's, but it's just like it feels so off that everyone is so rubbish compared to you like it's it's weird like I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting odd vibes from it, like in the sense that I don't really think it's a feel-good game, right? And to the point where every decision you make in that game, you kind of feel bad about. I guess that's also for <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's fairly well known what the like first major decision is in that game, and there's basically two colonies. There's a well, there's one colony and and its deserters. Uh, the deserters have gone off to live a peaceful life and have learnt how to farm the land in this uh, inhospitable planet. Um, uh, whereas the corporations still want to run this cannery, effectively. So this... you have to go and blow them up. No, no. You basically you need your your ship that you're trying to. Re- uh, what's the word? I know? Requisition, I suppose. It's like because you accidentally killed the pilot. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, you, you're, the ship you need uh, needs a power regulator. So the decision you have to make is basically to cut power to one of these two settlements and then nick their regulator. Right. Um, and it's like you either go corporate, potentially ruining the lives of all the people that live there. Yeah. Or you support the deserters, who uh, are clearly living the better life and are the better people, quote unquote, but you're helping the minority rather than the masses. In a way, because it's like there'll be so many more people output by what you do by cutting the power to the, and the deserters are always a bit like, well, hey, we're not going to let just anyone come to us. It's like so you know you you know you will be stranding these people at Edgewater, mm. and it's like so it's suddenly suddenly the whole thing, and then and then they lay it on pretty thick. To be honest, it's like so I, like I chose the deserters thinking they were the nicer people. 
but then when you go back to Edgewater to nick the power regulator, it's like there's a proper guilt trip like thrown at you, like in terms of like what people say to you and how it goes and all that stuff, and it's uh, and the reactions you get, and then that comes up a couple times as well as you're just if you meander the environment as well, they'll be like, oh, I know you. Like that well, I'm sure it would have been any different if you'd done it the other way. No, probably not. <laughs> but like, but that's what exactly what I mean is like, either way you play that segment, kind of going to feel bad in some way, and all you really need is a way to go on and play the rest of the game. Yeah, but isn't that <laughs> like, isn't that better than the alternative, which would be like the old Fallout Three one, where you if you nuke Megatown or don't? Oh right, right, make sure. a ton. Where it's like you can either disable the nuke in the middle of this town and then that town continues to exist and everyone's fine, or you blow it the fuck up for money. Mm. <laughs> it's like, isn't the better option to have these two towns and then one of them will always exist and it's perfectly alright? And maybe some people are pissed off, but there's always going to be pissed off people. There's always going to be something. Yeah, I guess. It's just that they throw it at you so early. Like, you have this power super early in the game to, like, disrupt it. And I kind of just want to settle in a bit. You know? I guess if you if you're making a decision without like knowing the situation as well as you could, maybe that is. I mean, you know quite a lot of detail. You talk to quite a lot of people. Sure. I mean, you're going to. Do and and you optionally can go talk to both both sides. You don't have to. <laughs> you can go and just screw one of the sides over without ever encountering them if you want to. Um, which is kind of funny, I guess. But there's a sort of I guess I'd describe it as a sort of detachment, like. Whilst they're le- trying to lay it on thick, I never feel like I'm truly involved with this world. Well, you kind of aren't, though, are you? No. Kind of, like, you're the outsider. Exactly, and it's kind of the point, but it's also... I think it's, it's, it's causing me a bit of an immersion problem, I think, because I'm just like... I don't know why I'm doing any of this. I'm just sort of meandering. I'm, it's turning into a bit of like a... I don't know, like a loot shooter or something like that, or like or, or an MMO grind, where I'm just did it for the better stuff. And, and the... Pro- and, it's the fallout. Yeah. <laughs> Like, as I said, this game is like Fallout, but not but not as bad. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's compounded by the fact that I think, like, I've heard a lot of reports of people saying, yeah, but the writing is so good. And I'm like, I think it's okay. Mm, right. Like, I don't think it's, like, groundbreaking. And I think that's... Uh, I think I understand why. It's like, I don't think any of the writing is outright bad. But I think it's... I think most of the characters in that game feel like the same character. Right. To me, anyway, like they all have this. There's a, like a way that things have been written that ends up feeling far too samey, which has the flip side of like when you do finally find a character that is quite different, they stand out, right? Which is nice, but there's so few of them. Like, like everyone seems the same. Like all all the townsfolk you go and speak to are a bit like, oh yeah, I'm just going to tell you my life story and everything about the place. Okay, cool, cool. Can you go get this cigarette lighter for me? Great, thanks. Bye. Like it's like they're just all too happy to say everything about everything and not really have an opinion about it. And then every now and then you'll get someone who's actually kind of important who will have a bit of an opinion. But there's but there's always that sort of like the way jokes are told. It will be like say something awkward pose correct awkward pause correction or like I'm about to say a funny thing pause before the awkward word say the awkward word. <laughs> like there's it's the humor is a bit predictable and and maybe that's a little. Maybe that's undercut by the fact that I have subtitles turned on, right? <laughs> so you can see the pauses coming. It's sort of, yeah. But they're, not, they're not like written as pause. Well, no. But um, it, like maybe some of the delivery is lost on me, but it's uh, as a result of that. 
like I just don't know. It's like this is. I see that it is a good game, and I am. I wouldn't say I'm not enjoying my time with it. I'm still feeling the draw. I still want to go back to it. I still like if I had a choice of what I want to do right now, it's probably going to be play that. Mm. Um, good, good. Um, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm swept away. I wonder how different it would have been if you'd actually played Fallout. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if I'd look at this and go, "Oh my god, this is leagues better." Or would you? Or would Fallout Four have just burnt you out enough that you started playing this and you'd be like, "Oh no, this is too it's, much like Fallout Four. This is Fallout, yeah. I mean, it's just some, and there's clearly some stuff that's like just so Fallouty, right? Like the whole character creation thing is like I find so baffling. <laughs> Like you never not, see them. Not the, yeah, not the stats side. The stats side's fine, but it's like you never see your own character unless you're in the character screen. And even then, unless you've turned off the option to turn off the helmets, yeah, you don't see your face. <laughs> it's like you make yourself a face. There's a, like an editor for making a face, but it's completely worthless. You might as well have just gone first person the entire time, um, and never showed me my character, like because it doesn't matter. It's like you're you're you pick man or woman, but that has no impact at all, other than perhaps like the occasional dialogue where they just refer to you as she or he. That's it. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, oh, when maybe when you get hurt, you might scream in a lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I don't know that whole that whole creation step, at least to the to that element. It's, it's just baffling. Like, why is it here? It doesn't need to be here. You could have just picked generic guy. You don't even speak, right? It's one of those. It's like Fallout, where your lines aren't spoken. You it's read them. Text. Yeah. yeah, you read them, and you like, and your line is given to you in full. Unlike, unlike the Mass Effect system, where you pick a sentence. Yeah, right? back to the Kotor system. Yeah, yeah, kind of, uh, or the Fallout system. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, think, I, I mean, it's it not works, cinematic it's as like... Mass Effect. I can see why they changed tack for Mass Effect, but it's yeah, more... it's like I think it. <sighs> I think to my taste, it does lose something because like, okay, yeah, that makes the conversations more predictable to a certain extent. But, uh, but you know, because you're, you're saying... Supposedly well, it means you can pick you... something with nuance rather than like the Mass Effect system where it's like positive, negative, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And Well, and even then, like when you're using things that are outright positive and negative, they're probably tied to a dialogue skill. Mm. so it's like if you want to be angry like that might come under the intimidate skill so yeah. and it'll be clearly labeled that this is an intimidate action yeah 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 persuade um, or whatever yeah that kind of stuff so which which is nice because and <laughs> and you get although the, the game has a like a the game persuades you to use those actions because there's an experience bonus for using them right <laughs> so it's like even if even if sometimes i've looked at the options and thought no i don't want to be the arsehole those extra experience points. Does it really matter that much? No. But are they experience points, like actually... general experience points, or are they like arsehole points to improve no, your just... arsehole ability in the future? It's, it's straight up XP. Oh, that's weird. But you do get more XP for just, you know, doing missions. They're setting up but... for speed runs, like in Skyrim, where there's a hella glitch <laughs> with the speech challenge where you can just get infinite XP at one certain guy. Oh, no, really? <laughs> so that's the way you speed run Skyrim. You know, oh, yeah, I wonder. There's... I think I might actually know of a couple of places where that might be possible. There's got to be all kinds of broken places in Skyrim, right? Yeah. Dagger, 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 dagger. Dagger, dagger, dagger. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that. Um, okay, so yeah, I think the gunplay is serviceable. It doesn't feel particularly impactful. Like when you shoot, they're kind of bullet spongy. Again, 
like fall. They don't really react to getting shot all that much. And it's a little bit like a you know numbers come off people's heads and all that stuff. And yes. Um, you've got the tactical time dilation, which is a little bit like that, yeah, where, where you aim at, at people and you kind of have to unlock the ability to see what your shot is going to do. Because you can use TTD, as it's called, right from the start of the game, but the benefits of it are, other than being able to stop in the middle of a fight, they're not quite so clear until perhaps you put some points into guns or something, and then it'll be like, oh, now you get the TTD like effect bonuses for hitting certain areas. Hmm. Ah, now you can see what those bonuses are when you're when you're paused. Like those are perks. Um, so I kind of haven't used it because I haven't felt I've needed to because I'm powerful enough that I can just walk into a fight and I'm finding guns that I can just walk into a place and go like bang bang bang. Yep, I win. It's slightly more linear than Fallout, right? What we what we said. I think so. well, to a point, like. So the first area, yeah, that's you kind of have to make that decision in order to start the game. Right. You have to do that area. Um, and then you get led to a second area. But that, once you're at that second area, there's a few things you can discover there where you can branch off and do things in certain orders. Like I've got two... I think the main quest line is fairly linear. But it is still like... But there's so much side stuff going on. It is still like areas. Yeah. And they are, are still sort of unlocked as you progress. Yeah, you need like there's there's often like a story reason for why you haven't got the ability to dock or you haven't got the clearance to land at a certain place. Because that that's the thing what like if you're if you feel powerful, that's kind of limited by that system. Because in Fallout it's like because you can go anywhere or whenever. Mm. That's why you need to build your power, character's power up because you can't sure. actually go anywhere yeah, at any time. You, you walk into a place and just get immediately owned, and it's like I haven't had that problem at all here. Like I don't know if it's doing like level scaling or any of that stuff. Mm. Like I don't know how that's working exactly. You want to use your TTD but... to cripple legs? That's the trick. <laughs> that's the Fallout trick. It's, yeah, it's, it's never felt necessary. Like maybe playing in normal mode isn't actually no, the way well, to play this game. Maybe maybe you're supposed to play it in hard. And then, if you want to, you can make it a straight up survival game. Always play it in supernova mode, mm. like where there's hunger and <laughs> like Fallout, yep, and sleep requirements. And... Although I think that was a mod in Fallout, not actual Fallout, right? Which is interesting in itself. Yeah, it's like if you if you want to play it that way, you totally can. Oh, and there's permadeath for your companions, which, well, which sounds rough because they die all the time. Yeah. There was a great moment where I thought I was being like really clever. Like, and there's like there was this big big enemy I could see um, in a in a sort of pen. Like, it was one of those scenarios where like, well, we kept bad animals, and the bad animals eventually went bad. <laughs> yeah, then we unlocked the gate and have it come out and kill everyone. Yeah, so there was like a nasty one in like a pen that was like the gate was just open. No. It's just like it sat yep. there and it's okay. like, but there was like a line of mines, <laughs> like all the way up to the entrance, and I was thinking, oh, that okay. I could probably just aggro this from here, right? And it will just walk through the minefield. Yeah. And and I thought, uh, okay, game. The game's doing some fun stuff with like perhaps some tactical combat and all that stuff. No, what actually happened is is you have to be very careful about what settings you've got set for your companions. So I aggroed the fight, and they ran straight into the fight and blew up all the mines themselves. Yep, that sounds like traditional AI. <laughs> just killed themselves like straight up. And be like, all right, great. I'll just deal with this fight by myself then. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was really dumb. It's just like, there hasn't been many moments like that where I sort of looked at a fight and thought, ah, you know what? There's probably a fun way of doing this. Hmm. And then just the AI just ruined it. <laughs> just...
So it's an interesting game. Especially coming from me, who's never played a Fallout properly. <laughs> and that's probably to your benefit. Probably. It is probably to my benefit. Encumbrance sucks. <laughs> I'll say that much. So I'm basically like, whenever I get a perk point that could alleviate my encumbrance, it's like, yeah, I'm putting it in that. Carry all the things. Oh shit, that reminded me of something, a very small thing that I want to mention about Luigi's Mansion. Encumbrance reminded me of this, helpfully. <laughs> encumbrance. It's a great word, though. I like the word encumbrance. It's a, it's a funny situation of... of what I presume must be stock sound effects. Oh, right. Because in Luigi's Mansion... It's not like it's like Doom Doors. Not quite. <laughs> in Luigi's Mansion, when he picks up Iga's briefcase as part of the mission, or if you bump into suitcases that are just in the environment, it makes a sound effect. And it's the exact same sound effect that they use in Seven Days to Die for looting suitcases. Oh, interesting. And I'm just like, that is just the most weird two different companies using that same sound effect. Huh. That you could possibly imagine. You've got Nintendo with their Super Polish, and you've got Seven Days to Die, this indie zombie game. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, holy shit, that's that, that, that sound effect. <laughs> Sometimes it's super noticeable. Like, um, Bake Off using duck noises that are straight up the duck ringtone from iPhones. <laughs> that we should have heard about <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they just overlaid that into the background, didn't they? <laughs> Well, that seagull noise from Carcassonne. Yep. That I hear sometimes in shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really weird. Anyway, I, I, I know I've done my usual thing of being quite negative on the, on a, on a game, but. It's our like, usual thing. Um, but it's alright. No, it legitimately is okay. When it, when it has, when it has good moments, it has good moments. And it's like some of the choices. Some of the choices feel natural or like, you know, you, you, you kind of know what you want to do. Some of the times the conversations don't play out as you expect. It's, it's, it's you know, it's just one of those, right? Mm. It has all, has all the ups and all the downs that you'd expect. Um, and I think there's, there, there was one moment where I was trying to play out a, be a sympathetic character towards one of these other characters I was talking to. And the conversation, he basically booted me out of the conversation at one point and just going, you don't understand me at all. And I'm like, clearly I don't. <laughs> You're right there. So, like, however that, that guy was written, like, I wasn't getting the vibe right. You know, stuff like that. You know, it's... The bit of me is wondering if I'd have a better time just being a complete idiot in that world and play the dumb character, shoot everyone I see. Because supposedly you could, right? Like yeah, all, all the way to the cloud. Right? Yeah, use that radiant AI. Except it's not that in this game, obviously. I, there's a. I mean, I think I discovered it like what must have been about seven-ish hours into the game. But there's a point where you can basically just turn in the scientist, right? You can basically just say, "Screw my mission. I'm, I'm gonna like completely like." Just... Well, but you don't know whether that's what that would do yet, even. I, the word is like from Obsidian themselves that that does actually change quite a hefty chunk of the game. I imagine all the side quests, a lot of the side quests remain the same. Although, like, uh, visit areas, although but the main line might change. Well, yeah, but that's the the uh, that's maybe like maybe hinting even more that this main story mission is actually not important. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's fairly important. It will change a lot of stuff, but it can functionally be completely different. Right. So it's like maybe this whole thing is is actually not as important as it seems. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, illusion of choice and all that. Yeah. Uh I 
it has. I think the things that I'm finding funny about the game, uh, in terms of humor and writing and stuff, probably not the things they thought were funny, like all like all like what should be the main funny stuff. Like I like the stuff around the edges more than I think I like the main stuff. Like I don't know, the robots are kind of entertaining in that world, like just how straight like, and blunt they are, like and how they the, the weird chef robot at one point just is talking about your protein tubes. <laughs> there's, some, there's some good stuff in it, or like some of the some of the adverts you hear are pretty good as well. Like Rizzo's lemon slap, slap your whole family tonight. <laughs> and you hear that every time. I'm just like, yep, we're gonna go slap now. Domestic abuse. This is what this game incites in you. Great. <laughs> it's what they're selling you. It's a yeah. It's yeah. It's odd. It's it's. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find ways of putting into words this thing. It's just like, I don't think I'm getting from it what I expected, but it's all right. <laughs> no mysterious stranger, though. No mysterious stranger. They do do that, like, sort of death camera randomly, like, super rarely, but every now and then you'll get that, like, oh, hey, the camera will cut away from first person and you'll see the enemy you, you getting shot. Well, I don't know if I've seen me in that camera angle. No. Like, I don't know mm. if it's specifically trying not to show me, but, like, it will occasionally go to a death cam. But it's like super rare. Is it? And I don't know what I'm doing at trigger. Yeah, is it like a, a, a thing that's caused, caused by an effect or something? Or is it just purely random for fun? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's only, I, I think it seems to have happened more often when I've sniped the dude. Mm, sure. If that kind of makes sense. And my sniper rifle has happened to kill them in one shot rather than doing yeah. some numbers. Yes. It's all right. It's all right. Worth playing. Thank you, Game Pass. <laughs> it's worth playing if you have Game Pass. I think it's better than that. I think it's not, not, not like one of those where I can say, like, just like, oh, if you've got a Game Pass, you might as well. And it's like, no, it's better than that. Okay. <laughs> it is worthy of your time. And which you can have back because I'm done. Okay. Right. The fireworks near yours. <laughs> that did yeah. sound very much like a firework. It was a firework. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> We're getting them. It's that time of year. Tumbleweed. <laughs> you know how it is. Right. Uh, great. Uh, will, will there be more on Outer Words next time, I imagine, from you guys? Oh, yeah. From I... you, Rob? Yeah. It's going to take a lot. I have absolutely doing. no idea how far through this thing is. I hear it's like probably 30 hours minimum yeah right, it's right. not as short it's not as short as okay. i'd kind of yeah i don't know a bit of, i don't know how again that's another thing i don't know quite how i feel about it. i thought this was supposed to be like a tight fallout and it probably is in comparison to real fallout <laughs> yep. but, but it's still pretty big it's still an rpg yeah yeah i'm so, what, 15 odd hours in something like that and i probably got at least three times that to go is my snap judgment I'm doing pretty much everything though. Yeah, I'm like completionist thing. As much as you can, because it's not possible. You have to screw over some people to get some things. Mm. Can't make everyone happy, and that makes me unhappy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so more on the Outer Worlds next time in a couple of weeks. And uh, we've got videos coming up on our YouTube channel. 
again now that we've actually started making them. Yep, the holiday's over. Um, but so, uh, yeah, Sonic Advance 2. Oh, yeah, Burst in Activity. One. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the plan, but yeah, it's going to be multi part Sonic Advance 2 video now. So, we're coming up to the to December, so there'll be more bonus content from the Salacast. We're thinking about what to do for episode 256, although we can't seem to count the episodes, but never mind. That's our favorite number, so <laughs> it's the 8 bit episode. So, yeah. stay tuned for fun, and then we'll have Game of the Year in. Uh, End of at the very end of the year. Um, start next year, possibly. Start next year, probably. But in the meantime, you might get more cool stuff. So listen out, and there'll be those videos coming up. Um, we'll catch things. you for regularly scheduled Salacast in a couple of weeks. I thought you said regularly. Yeah, regularly. Regularly scheduled. I'm catch you then. Pick myself some of my favourite regularly flowers. <laughs> okay. Bye. Please.